How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Hammer Down Podcast, our post E3 unpacking episode. There is a lot to talk about. My name's Matt. And I'm Sam. And today we're going to just explore everything that happened with E3. So many press conferences, so many things happened. Obviously, this is the biggest time of the year that we've got to get through and talk about. So uh, let's get right to it. Okay, so the first thing that happened was EA had the press conference on Saturday. Um, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on how this went. I mean, you know, I don't particularly care for EA, but there's still like I'm still excited either. to see like yeah. Anthem and all that show up. Yeah, um, Anthem, Battlefield, Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about Star Wars for about two seconds, like the the new vague game. They're working oh my on. gosh. I cannot tell you how annoying that was. That like some dude in the front row in a folding chair looks like he's just been surprised by this yeah. woman, and she comes down. So you, I hear you have a new game to announce, and he's just like, uh, y- yeah, yeah. Um, we're not really ready to reveal it, but it's Star. What was it called? Like Fallen Order or something like right. that. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And this lady is like super psyched. She does not realize that this guy can't reveal much, and she just keeps asking questions. Also. I don't think she's seen Star Wars because like, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it takes place between uh, episodes three and four. So like, oh, so that was a good time for the Jedi. And he's like, no, uh, they no. were kind of hunted down and killed. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I, I think <laughs> that lady was awful. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mean to be just straight up mean, but she was not great. Um, we were sitting there. It's like me and my wife sitting there watching. And we were both just like, this woman who they got to do this mm-hmm. and host is just so bad. At I feel like it like wasn't. I think it wasn't her. I think they were just like, you need to go interview that guy. And she's it's like, true. I, I really don't want. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. Like, go do it. It's like, yeah. Uh. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. And, uh, kept feeding her questions, but yeah, he just seemed very reluctant to realize. I mean, it's cool that we got an announcement of a new Star Wars game. Because like but. he announced it, and I wanted to be excited, but he was just like, yeah. I'm- I really don't want to talk about it. I'm right. like, well, cool, I'm not pumped at all for this. I know, I'm just like, well, we got that anticlimactic yeah. tease of a Star Wars game. It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very lackluster reveal. I mean, the stuff that they talked about with Battlefront was really cool. Though. Yeah, like, like the Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, Ge- Geonosis, and you got Obi-Wan, Anakin, mm. Grievous, and I forget, there was one more. Was oh, Dooku? Count Dooku, yeah. 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 Which is like, I've wanted Grievous in the game for forever yeah it seems like the perfect character right battle for a game i hope Django fett shows up but that's just like my super nerdy side yeah i mean i I don't see why he wouldn't i think he was in uh the first star wars battlefront that had like camino right because that's that's where he appeared which that would be really cool because Django fett like just like boba fett is a very easy character i think to implement because he's Mm -hmm. just basically a clone trooper but with a jetpack and he's got that like burn well Django had the two pistols which i think which i think would be a cool mechanic yeah I think that'll be really cool if they do implement him into it, um, along with you know Grievous. Like I said, I ju- he just feels like a natural fit with Battlefront. Right. He's one of those memorable characters, and he's menacing, just like Darth Vader is. Mm-hmm. He's just he's one of those hard to take down um, guys. But um, that's the thing. Like you see him walking across the battlefield, you just go like, "Oh crap!" That's, yeah, that's Grievous. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to keep like raining on EA's parade, but I have a huge problem with the fact that they um, brought back Command and Conquer. And it's a mobile game. Yeah. Like, we were briefly talking beforehand. I have not played Command & Conquer. I don't really dabble in RTS games. I don't Mm -hmm. really care. They don't do much for me. But I know Command & Conquer is, like, a very well-regarded series within Mm -hmm. the community. And the fact that 
this game is coming back as a stupid mobile game. Right. And the way that they, like, they were talking about that mobile game with the two guys playing as if you were watching, like, the biggest soccer match on Earth. Like, they were like, oh my gosh, here it goes, he's getting a missile. Like, and I'm like, this is a mobile game. Yeah. Like, all he's doing is clicking buttons. Like, Yeah, it's like, and because, you know, people are like, oh, you can't do too much with that kind of genre game anymore. It's like, it's because you're not trying. Yeah. It's like, oh, just put it on the phone and we'll right. be good to go. Yeah, I mean... Halo Wars, the first Halo Wars, I thought did it great. Yeah. You know, they implemented uh, an RTS game and then made it good for consoles, which I think is the biggest translation issues. But nowadays it's like with the rise of Clash of Clans and all those stupid mm. free-to-play games that have the same thumbnail where it's the dude screaming at an angle. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, it's just dumb. I, I don't understand what, uh, I, I just, I don't know. It, it really rubbed me the wrong yeah, way. Especially, I just I feel bad for the fans, like you said. Yeah. Where it's just like they've been waiting for this game for forever, and yeah. now it's just oh, it's a crappy mobile game. Yeah, That's just cool. Get this dumb looking game that just looks like a cookie cutter, <laughs> just a cookie cutter experience that looks like every other mobile game out there. Yeah. Um, Anthem, that was there. I was happy. You're I'm happy. I'm just happy to see Anthem because like I, I was excited about when they first revealed it like mm -hmm. one or two years ago, and I'm just like excited even more to see it, and just like I just love games where you climb into like mech suits and all yeah. that it's like actually watching them like go out in the world and all that it's just, yeah it's, it's just cool and the different like javelin suits that you can get seem pretty cool yeah. they've got that one that looks like a wizard which was really yeah. cool the like, one that looks like a power ranger too. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they, i mean it looks really awesome um i don't know if i was that impressed with it i i, I don't i'm not sure if they showed me the right things with that and i, mm. I know that some people who got gameplay impressions said it like it was fun to play when you're in the air but when you're on the ground, it's kind of like just a mundane shooter. So it's more fun mm. when you're flying around and whatnot. Because my biggest fear... I don't know if you remember Dark Void. Yes. Yes. My biggest oh my gosh. fear... <laughs> I was so hyped for that game. I, my biggest fear is going to turn into Dark Void 2, where it's like yeah. awesome idea, but horrible, mm -hmm. horrible yeah. execution. Because like Dark Void looked like basically like a Rocketeer game. Yeah. That looked like poised to be an awesome game where you're mm. flying around and there's aerial combat, but you can also like land wherever you want. Mm. And yeah, I... I I, that's a legitimate fear, and I didn't even make that connection. But yeah, Dark Void was such a flop that if Anthem is that way, well, Bioware's done if it flops, by the way. Because yeah. <laughs> Bioware is on super thin ice, just like EA is. But I mean, it looks cool. I just, I don't know. I, I for some reason, I thought when they were going to show it, I was going to be pumped, but mm. I'm just not pumped. And it's I just, don't know how. For me, it's like if you present me any game where it's an open world, like super big game where you can play with friends mm. and you just like drop in, drop out, oh, I'm going to go back to town real quick, yeah. do this. Like that, I love that mm -hmm. so much. So it's very easy for me to get hyped over this kind of game. Yeah. I, the fact that it's open world is, I, I think that's super exciting. Mm. I just don't think that they showed you enough. I don't know like what what you were going to do like granted it's cool showing us missions but right. like what kind of role-playing elements are here you know yeah. like what how, like how can i customize my armor you know because right. they teased all that stuff and they talked about it but i wanted to see it like mm -hmm. can i make my javelin like yellow and black like my favorite yeah. color, color combination you know who can i talk to in that hub city because i know that it's like the missions are the co-op experience, and then the hub world is where like the role-playing elements yeah. take place, which is like I'm my biggest worry is going to be like a Destiny like side quest, right. where it's like just go out there and fight yeah. a wave boss, right. and then go back to the base and yeah. get your money. And do the it. same mission that you've done seven times already, and get more gear. But you have friends, so why do you care? Yeah. You get loot, so. right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's coming out in February. 
February 22nd, yeah. the most popular date of the year. Yeah, and it's every like, other game yeah. at E3 is coming out February yeah. 22nd. I I imagine that when Anthem like came out and said, and it's coming February 22nd, all the other developers were just like, oh my gosh. Uh, like, <laughs> crap. Like, no one told us that. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's just swarming to that date for some reason because I think I've mentioned it in podcasts before. That Feb that February like early spring area it seems to be a sweet spot and like a gold mine for mm. some of these games because Ubisoft has hit there every year, and the fact that Anthem wants to be there I I, I mean we'll, we'll get to all the other games that are coming but mm -hmm. like it's interesting to me that now everybody's jumping on this bandwagon yeah and now it's just going to be like any other time of the year you know and like it's not going to be one of those. Um, one hit wonder type games that'll come out and then everybody will buy it so now mm -hmm. february 22nd is just like the new christmas day because like i thought it was weird last year when like on the 26th there was like assassin's creed odyssey mm -hmm. and like another game came out like all at once i was like oh wow that's packed but yeah. then now we got february 22nd which has every game coming out yeah i mean we'll see how that's gonna work out in february mm -hmm. um any any final thoughts on EA and anything? Not that, really. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was kind of lackluster. Yeah, kind I mean, of straightforward. I, yeah, like, they. Sh I mean, it showed some sports games. They showed some indie games, the EA original titles, and you know, I don't really have any strong thoughts for or against EA right now. And I thought they did a decent job. I just, I don't know. I I was really distracted by how bad the host yeah. was. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to mention that again, but I was just like, gosh, she's so bad, and I can't tell if it's the cue card she was given or the fact that. Uh, I bet I, I don't know she was stuttering and she was having a really hard time it seemed like getting her words out yeah she wasn't like having a good time she wasn't comfortable she was trying to do too much um I hate that that's the biggest takeaway for me I know. Like, and you know they did show Battlefield but I feel like again um I don't know I don't really I'm not hyped about Battlefield 5 I'm just I not I'm a little like uh yeah and I I'll be anxious to see how that comes along and yeah. you know when we get more of it because i feel like we did not get a whole lot of uh, gameplay yeah which sucks because i really wanted to see more of that game and mm -hmm. i wanted to see what actually happens within the game not just these like oh look at our campaign oh and look at our statistics this is what's going to happen mm -hmm. in the game well show me come on i wonder on. if they're just implying like yeah it's the gameplay is exactly like battlefield yeah and it's just battlefield it's world war ii now yeah i mean i guess so so and then after EA came Microsoft. Yeah. Which had the biggest press conference. One of the yeah. biggest I've ever seen. Right. I've like, never seen that many things happen at one time. It kind of gained like unanimous like praise. Like everyone it did. was like, yes, this is the best one yeah. out of it. They did a lot. And like we talked about beforehand, I was very impressed with what they did mm -hmm. because we talked about how they were they weren't quite I wouldn't call them on thin ice, but they were at a point where they could kind of make or break their future. Yeah. And they absolutely killed it. And it's like, now you see why it was quiet. Yeah. Because they released yeah. everything. Because I was worried, it was like, oh, we're going to announce 50 tiles. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, there are going to be like indie games. So yeah. what? But it's like, no, we're going to release heavy hitters. Like yeah. Dying Light 2, Gears yeah. 5, like mm -hmm. all of this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I see why you guys haven't been talking for the past few yeah. months. They just kept it quiet and just totally surprised everybody. Mm -hmm. And I hate to be like a cliche, but like I knew it was going to be good from the second when they started off with Halo Infinite. Yeah. Like, okay, we got Halo right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Like, this is Halo Infinite. Now, they didn't give us much. It was just a trailer, but I think that's all we really need right, right. now. 
you know, I'm, I'm happy that they're working on it and I'm hopeful for the future. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like they really understand the failure that they made with Halo 5 with the campaign. Mm -hmm. They've got a solid multiplayer base there. Um, and I, I don't know. And a big theory out there is if Halo Infinite's going open world. Like, that, that would, would be, be really insane. That would be really cool. I don't think it makes sense canonically. Um, I know you haven't had much experience with those, mm -hmm. but it just would kind of feel weird having a, a military game that's open world because Chief generally works within the confines of the military. Mm -hmm. So you going open world and doing what you want kind of seems odd, but... I think it could work because if you're like on Halo, then immediately like you have your like limits. True. So it's like, cool. Um, but I can see him in there and it's like, oh, we need you to go to this military base yeah. and do this thing real quick on the other side of Halo. Yeah. And then go do that. So I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. But... Yeah, opening with Halo was amazing, and I was like, even then, I was still worried. I was like, okay, now what? Is it downhill from here? And it's like, no, we're like one after another, like Forza, yeah. like everything came after, yeah. and like the pacing of it was amazing too. Very good, yeah. Because I was like, they revealed it, and then like they just like either kept going or they like talked about it for like a brief mm -hmm. moment, and we're like, okay, we're just gonna yeah. move on now. I, and, and yeah, it, you hit the nail on the head. The pacing was fantastic. I felt like everybody who came out on stage was really proud of their product. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a prideful type thing where they're just like, look at what I made. It was like, this is going to make you very happy. Yeah. Like, we did this for you. We're focused on you, the consumer. Mm -hmm. um, I, I sent out a tweet <laughs> when the, the um, Xbox press conference was happening. Like, Phil Spencer is like the best hype man in the yeah. video game industry. I love that guy. Like, I... He's right up there with Todd Howard where it's like, when he talks, I listen. Like, he was out there on stage just completely reassuring that everything's fine with Xbox. He had, like, the biggest smile on he his face, did. too. He was, like, yeah. super enjoying himself, he which was, was awesome. He was loving it. And I he has full confidence in, mm -hmm. in those companies. He went out and bought, you know, four studios. Yeah. And which shocked me because it's like, we've acquired... Um, oh, where, where are they here? Um, they, so they acquired Playground Games, which makes Forza. Mm-hmm. Ninja Theory, which made Hellblade, mm -hmm. great, amazing. Um, Compulsion Games, which made We Happy Few. Yeah. And, like, uh, they also acquired Undead Labs, who made State of Decay. Which I thought they already had. But... I, I did, too. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, like, okay. I'm, I'm glad you got that. Um, yeah, it was, it was just like, we're ready to fix our first party problem yeah. with this. And they're, they're just buying studios. And it's not like one of those things, I trust Microsoft. And I understand what they're trying to do. They're not buying up studios to consume them and make them a part of Microsoft. Like kind of like EA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you and I are on the same page because EA, EA does that. They have a bad reputation of buying developers and then just crushing them mm. and just sucking them for the resources they have and then killing them off. But I think Microsoft is going to nurture these people in the same way that they've done with Rare. Yeah. Um, Rare has stumbled quite a bit, but I still think that them having Rare is a really good idea and now that they've got all these studios plus rare mm -hmm. it's just amazing like also it's like uh they microsoft has a really good like publicity team like they, they know how to like yeah. advertise their mm -hmm. game so i think that's like one thing that made see if these was so good is mm -hmm. like it's a super simple game but i think if it had not been for advertising it yeah. wouldn't do mm -hmm. so well so the fact that they're acquiring like these smaller studios yeah. and then, like we're gonna give you money and advertising yeah. so people will actually like go out of their way and like make you a household name pretty mm -hmm. much yeah they're, they're just pouring money into them and saying okay run with it kid yeah like, like do what you want do what you do best um i really liked what i saw from we happy few i thought that was that, that looked that looked really cool that's a I, game i've been like been interested in for the yeah. longest time but like only in concept right 
because it's like the gameplay. I was like, eh, it's just a survival yeah. horror game. But now it's like, no, now it's like actually like a real right thing. They've added a story element because it's been in early access for quite some time, and now they're finally adding more content to it, and it's getting a full release. And the story trailer looked really, really good, and uh, it just looks like you know Bioshock, uh, you know vibes with it mm-hmm. um, but it, it looks like so much more than that and just the, the concept of, of the joy and you having to take your pills and when mm-hmm. you're not on your pills you see how the world really is and it was just I think that that got a great trailer you hit on Forza yeah um, Forza Horizons 4 looks incredible yeah um, I think I tweeted as well that's the most beautiful game I've ever seen yeah it looks phenomenal um, do you, I forget do you watch Top Gear sometimes oh yeah okay yeah. like because, you know, Top Gear is set more in the UK. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching a Top Gear episode. Because, you know, when you're watching Top Gear, they they drive the car through these beautiful country landscapes. Yeah. And they've got this swinging helicopter shot. And it just reminded me straight up. It's funny that. you say that because, like, I got gigantic Top Gear vibes, yeah. too. Because I was like, oh, my God, where's the stick? I was like, just waiting for Jeremy to come out and start, like, describing this Aston Martin to me, like, <laughs> with his soothing voice. And, yeah, I this might be the first Forza game that I'm actually pumped for. Because mm-hmm. I, I just I like that environment. It, it seemed, like, really cool to... For, the Forza Horizon games are always good, mm-hmm. so I, I just really I don't spend much time with them, but I think I might with this one for sure. Yeah, I I won't say I'm excited for it, but I do think it was like awesome seeing just like the tech from a technical standpoint, yeah. like the scale of this game, the oh, like yeah. power of the engine that like mm-hmm. it runs on, like how yeah. it has like so many things going on and like the dynamic weather system they like really highlighted. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and it looked like it really had an impact, like because like, mm-hmm. you know some it's like we've added dynamic weather and it's just like rain. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't affect anything. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you added rain, but it doesn't change a thing. I also like that this. It's like you can now access areas you previously couldn't. I'm like, that's something you never hear in a like yeah. car game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was weird. You just go wherever you want. Um, it was funny watching. There was some dude when they had that demo mode. There was some dude in a Land Rover just crashing through concrete walls, and I was just like, okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> cool. That looks like a lot of fun. It's like every one of the games I show. It's like you're showing off, but in the best way. Yeah, like. I mean, like, yes, we're just super proud. Yeah. We want to show off. Yeah. And heavy. Yeah, like you said, great demo, great PR team. Uh, Gears of War. Did you get thrown off? Oh, yeah. At the beginning? <laughs> like, because uh, I knew, well, for me, I knew Gears got announced. So yeah. I was like, okay, that, that's cool. So I kind of just slightly a little late. But the Funkos came out, the Funko Gears truck. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. Excuse me? Oh my gosh. And then, are you serious? It like immediately cut the Gears 5. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Yes. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was so jarring. I thought, Microsoft, you were doing so well. I thought it was going to be like this Funko Mobile game, and that was right. Gears. And I was like, oh my gosh. Just like the biggest eye roll that I could possibly make. But then it's like, they moved to Gears Tactics, which is that uh, PC game that's coming yeah. out. That's like kind of like an RTS, XCOM-based game, but with Gears of War, which yeah. sounds really cool. And then you've got the Gears 5 tease with that great trailer. And I was just like, okay, this is great. Like, you, you set me up. For failure, but then you you reeled me right back in. And it's like, like, because at first, like, you know, they show the Gears emblem, and everyone, like, lost their mind. Yeah. And then, like, the Funko pops out, and, like, I didn't know negative sound could be a thing. <laughs> I know. Like, everyone was just, like, like completely devoid of emotion. <laughs> eyes just empty, just like, what? That's, that's <laughs> no way. You have not made a mobile game, and that's going to be Gears from now on. Right. Like, no. No. But, no, because everybody loves Pop Funkos, but, you know, not everybody wants a Pop Funko game. Right. But I'm anxious to see it now that I know that they're making other Gears. Yeah. Like, now I, you're allowed to like now it. Now I'm not allowed to like it, because if that was it, I was going to be super duper mm-hmm. disappointed. I know that you, you mentioned Todd Howard, our boy Todd Howard, and this is like, we'll talk about it more when yes. we get to Bethesda, yeah. but like, 
the fact that he came out and was yeah. like, oh, we're going to review all yeah. Fallout 76 first here. Right. It's like, that was super cool. Yeah, it was like, uh, they were referred to it as kind of like a handshake agreement between Phil and Todd. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to come out on your stage and tease it real quick. Is that yeah. okay? Like, yeah, that's cool. And he just comes out, you know, Todd, Todd is Todd. <laughs> he came out there and he just sold everybody on that game in two seconds. Like, hey guys, we're going to have more on this game later, but look, take a look at this. The, the world's four times bigger. Mm-hmm. And he said a few other things and he was just like, but stay tuned for Bethesda. I love, like, I love how he did that too, because it was just like, I'm going to reveal details, but not yeah. too much because that's what right. my conference is for, mm-hmm. but like just enough towards like, this is, I'm right. super excited. And like what factors into that is their conference was later that day. Right. So it's like, it's not like you have to wait another day or like with some announcements where it's like, wait till next month or wait till this, this date, like mm-hmm. later on tonight, I'll have more for you. And it's like, oh crap. Like, oh my gosh, like I cannot wait for this to, to mm-hmm. come on and I cannot wait for him to reveal that game. But yeah, I did think that was really cool. Again, it goes in Microsoft's favor having these big games like come to our stage and everybody was like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Like uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. That, having that, that was there. awesome. Yeah, like that was really cool. Um, no release date yet. Yeah. But I, which I, I love again, the reveal for it. Like how it's yeah. like, all right, we're done guys. And it's like, yeah. got hacked and then I know. goes straight into it. I was kind of like, oh man that's a little cringy but then like it came off and i was like oh no that was pretty cool yeah like, it, was, it was pretty awesome like i and then i kept expecting it for every other conference later in the day i'm like wait a second they're not done they're, they're gonna have like an encore situation where like it's a like a marvel after credits yeah like leonard skinner comes back out and plays Freebird, that type of situation <laughs> um two games that i did want to mention is devil may cry was there yeah um, which i enjoyed that a lot mm. and i i've never played a devil may cry game ever but that game i was like this looks pretty awesome. It, it looks like it's having fun with itself. Yeah. And I'm like, I always thought Devil May Cry was supposed to be like the super edgy. Like, yeah. And it was to, <laughs> but, to its credit. But it's like, it looks like it's like kind of acknowledging it this it time is. around. Yeah. It's like, we're corny. We understand like this guy's supposed to, supposed to be like this leather clad warrior. And he's, he makes these dumb quips and he listens to heavy metal music, which by the way, was amazing when they're yeah. riding in that van, the music is just blaring. I'm like, oh, cool. this is really cool. Yeah. Like I like the tone of this trailer and I'm enjoying myself like watching this game. Cause I thought, I don't know how, cause I know everybody wanted to get, to get back to like, it's serious. Like Don, like first Dante, like mm. one through four. Cause DMC, everybody hated that Dante. Um, but everybody just wanted Dante to get back to being Dante. And I feel like, you know, I, I don't know what the fan consensus was on that trailer, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. As somebody who has never played a Devil May Cry fan, I might check this one out just because of that trailer and that tone. Yeah, something cool about this Microsoft like conference is like, I don't care about Devil May Cry. I don't care about Forza, but it's like... Yeah. These trailers, I was like, man, I'm having fun watching this. And yeah. I'm like, man, maybe I'll watch like gameplay on this later yeah. and maybe buy it down the road. They're like, they're reeling you in. And I, they did a great job of mm-hmm. that. Um, the other game I wanted to mention was Session, which kind of surprised me. That's Microsoft's skateboarding game. Yeah. Um, I thought that was Skate 4. Skate 4, <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, oh, crap, Skate 4. And then they didn't say it. I'm like, I'm not disappointed, but I'm like, why is it not Skate 4? Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's great because uh, Tony Ox Pro Skater five came out a few years ago and that flopped hard yeah, man. It people broke people yeah hated it it looked like a ps2 game yeah and as much as everybody has nostalgia for the tony hawk games you still need to update it and you still need to make it look nice mm-hmm. and play well i think skateboarding games are along the lines of like fighting games where they need to have really tight controls yeah and if this is that and it's got a decent soundtrack it's got decent venues it's beautiful but tight controls, I think this could be a real win for Microsoft because there's no skate. That's what I was so, about to say. Yeah, like all the skateboard games are kind of like slowed down, especially yeah. since Tony Hawk, everyone's kind of scared to do them. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to step in and make our own yeah. skateboarding game. And 
It's just a theory moving forward. Tony Hawk and Activision parted ways after Tony Hawk's Pro mm-hmm. Skater 5. Mainly because Tony Hawk was unhappy that he wasn't able to give his input on 5 enough. Mm-hmm. And the game sucks. So he was like, yeah, I'm not working with you guys anymore. Even though he'd worked with them for like 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I, that would be really cool to see him partner up with them on this. Yeah. Like, I would love to have Tony Hawk. Because I really liked Tony Hawk growing up. Tony Hawk was like a hero of mine. I really liked him. He was always a really nice guy and always was trying to do everything. Um, that he could to, to you know, um, increase his public image. And mm-hmm. he was doing 900s on a rail. Like, it was just, you'd never seen anything like that before. So the games were like an extension of that. And I thought it was just really cool. So it'd be cool if he would partner up with them on this. Right. Yeah, it'd be like, I'll start doing successfully. And then someone's be like, hey, uh, Tony Hawk's on the phone. He wants to be in the game yeah. again. Perfect. That would be amazing. Um, well, any any final thoughts? On, no, I mean on, on Microsoft or anything. I feel like if we kept going, we'd be here for like the next ten yeah. days, mm-hmm. just going into detail about everything, gushing about all, all the right decisions they made. Mm-hmm. But I um, think the biggest thing is just go watch it for yourself and just like yeah, see what you're excited about. Yeah, absolutely. If you for some reason have not watched Microsoft's E3 press conference, please go watch it. It's it's incredible. It's a I don't want to call it a roller coaster ride because that yeah. sounds really cliched and stupid and corny, but like. It seriously is a great press conference, mm-hmm. and it's a lesson to everybody else, I think. Everybody needs to go watch that press conference to realize this is how it's done. So mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Unlike some other conferences Unlike, that we'll get to. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. We're, we're going to have some doozies later. So after Microsoft, later that night was our personal favorite developer. Our, yes. Our, like... <sighs> Our, our dream company, like, dream developer, these guys are amazing, mm. Bethesda, yeah, let off with Andrew WK <laughs> and Rage 2, uh, <laughs> which was, like, the best way to start it all. Seriously, I don't think the crowd enjoyed it at all, because they look really bored, yeah. but, like, and they were like, who is this guy, why is Andrew, like, because Andrew WK is, like, an early 2000s type yeah. musician, but, like, I was like, yes, this is it, I love this guy, <laughs> and then the crowd is just, like, eating popcorn, like... Okay. They were probably expecting like shoot it off with Fallout, and yeah. they're just like, "Well, okay, we're just like, gonna enjoy this this? Yeah. this rock concert." But it's amazing. Like he came out and he put on, I thought, a great show. Yeah, and he had a lot of fun up there. Andrew WK is like a riot. He's always enjoyable to watch, <laughs> and I'm just. That was just unexpected. I didn't expect them to actually have him there to play that song. Right, like he was in the trailers, yeah, like doing the song. But it's just like, oh shoot, there he is. Okay, yeah, it was it was great. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I, you have some thoughts on the gameplay, don't you? Like, I, yeah, I like, know you, you, you it, were, were like very enticed by what you saw. Yeah, because I was just like, it just looked super smooth. It looked like I loved how easily like everything connected. Like, I'm driving, I'm driving, I shot someone down, I'm driving again, I just park, jump out of the car, get right into battle, go yeah. into a building, no loading screens at all, yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, I know it's a trailer, but still, like, no frame rate drops or anything, yeah. too. Like, everything's just like super smooth. The fact that, like, he summoned that, like, spaceship and just, like, pressed the button and, like I said, no loading screen. So it's just like, yep. oh, yep, there it is coming into yeah. the world. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, this is super cool. And he goes up there, grabs a thing, and, like, dude says some people are coming. And it's like, how is this all happening at once? Like, right. This is, like, like I feel like I said this in, like, the last episode, but, like, my dreamy 3 demo where it's, like, everything's, yeah. like, super smooth mm-hmm. and, like, awesome. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm having so much fun watching this. And, yeah, to that point, like... That that wasn't just an E3 demo. Like that's how the game's gonna yeah. be, which is really cool because they they hit on like seamless open world was mm-hmm. one of the things that they said, and I enjoy that because that is 
non-immersion breaking because I have a really bad habit when playing open world games that have loading screens. Yeah. Because when I get to one, I pick up my phone and start looking at you know Facebook or Twitter, or checking you know checking my messages or whatever, and it takes me out of it. And then I spend 15 minutes on my phone when the game's already been loaded. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I'm playing a video game. Yeah, like, I've been standing there for about five minutes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just you know your character does their like static animations mm -hmm. where they're like picking their nose or you know messing with their hair or whatever. But yeah, I mean the seamless open world sounds great. Uh, the vehicular combat, we got a glance at that. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for that. The driving mechanics look great. It looks uh, a lot like the best parts of the Mad Max game that yeah. came out a few years ago. And again, they're just proving a uh, boomerang. That, that yes. boomerang thing, like the the uh, like boomerang frisbee looking. Yeah, I forget what it's called, it's called but, but like the try like yeah, the, the whatever it's called. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it, it looks like it's got more of an emphasis in this game because yeah. the um, rage. You could use it, but it was always real, like, finicky, and it, you could never get it to work right. It was finicky. You have to actually, like, calculate it like a real boomerang because yeah. it has that, like, curve. Yeah. And when it hits someone, it's just, like, it either came back to your, like, I think it got, like, stuck sometimes. Or, like, yeah. it would hit a wall, and you're like, well, shoot, I don't know where that oh, went. That's and gone. That's gone. Yeah, it's forever. But no, no, like, this time it's, like, you throw it, and people just go, like, flying or whatever. Right. And the fact that, like, there's, like, that, like, sort of, like, laser sight that, like, points at who you're gonna throw it to yeah i'm like oh thank you that's gonna yeah. i'll actually want to use that this right. time makes it a lot easier for you for you to throw it um so that you're not just playing you know a guessing game of okay well maybe i'm gonna hit this guy mm. or maybe i'm gonna alert everybody and then i'm gonna be screwed because i'm gonna have to try to get myself out of this situation yeah. because i messed up the boomerang but yeah i mean vibrant colors didn't look like every shade of gray like every yeah. other post-apocalyptic game unfortunately is nowadays I mean, I thought they showed us qu quite a lot to get me excited. Um, I know that for some reason people just aren't sold on this game. I, I know. I, mean, I like, don't get it because it looks great. Because it's like everyone loves the post-apocalyptic games and it's like, man, come on. Like Bethesda's making a really cool post-apocalyptic game that yeah. isn't Fallout and they can do a whole bunch of new stuff with it. Right. And it looks like there's a lot you can do. It has cars. It has yeah. off-road combat. combat. Mm -hmm. It has like RPG elements. Like Yeah. Why aren't you excited? Yeah, I mean, with how much people love Borderlands. Yeah. I don't understand why you're having such trouble latching onto this game while we're waiting for Borderlands That's a, Yeah, because we've mentioned that a couple times. It's like, this is the perfect game for anyone who's waiting for Borderlands 3. Yeah, I don't understand why... I, I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I'm I'm really offended by the fact that yeah. people aren't liking this as much as I am. You know, I, I understand people are entitled to their opinions, but like, seriously. I think they're just like, get to the fallout. Yeah, I know. They're, <laughs> they're just yelling and screaming like, oh, this game does not excite me. I only care about Fallout and Elder Scrolls. That's it. And like, guys, they make so many other good right. games that you're not playing. It's like even when they when they announced their new original IP, mm -hmm. uh, Starbound, right? Or Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's just like, cool i know like, what the heck like they're making like todd came at like he was describing this he's like it's their first original ip in 25 years yeah like which i was like what oh yeah you're right 25 yeah. freaking years since, like, this has been like elder schools and then they bought everything else that's true yeah that they're they bought and then made everything else great and then mm -hmm. like now they're making something original and I think that's really exciting to see, it's like, what they're going to create. A Bethesda game in space. In space, yeah. Why are you people not excited? I've wanted this game ever since I knew what right. Bethesda was. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, these people will make an awesome space yeah. game. Yeah, and I don't want to keep raining on the Mass Effect parade because I feel like I've done that the last <laughs> couple episodes. But, like, Mass Effect was such a disappointment to me that, like, if they did Mass Effect but Bethesda style, right. like, 
I'm all in. Like, Even if it was just Mass Effect made by Bethesda. <laughs> true. Yeah, just get rid of the wooden facial animations and make me have like insane dialogue choices mm. where I can feel like I have an impact and just more relatable characters. I feel like that would be much better. Mm. But the the one thing that people did seem to like was the Fallout 76 junk. Yes. Which everything they said made me excited. Like it washed away like every single like phobia I had about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just every like the, like I was worried like oh like how's like base building gonna work? Is if that is that is that gonna be a thing? Like the MMO, but it's like no like the way the MMO works is not like Daisy or someone where you die and it's permadeath and you yeah. lose everything. Yeah. it's like no you just. You just die. You like can, an old yeah. Fallout game. You carry over all your skills. Um, I'm not sure if your inventory stays with you or not, but I know that... You're very vague on that. Yeah, yeah that, that's going to be something that remains to be seen. But if I lose my inventory, I lose my inventory. Like, like I understand. Honestly, that's, I was telling uh, someone else this, but that's a mechanic I always, like, wanted in a Fallout game. I was always like, man, I should, like, only take what I need with me just to kind of, yeah. like, immerse myself mm-hmm. in it. But then it's like... I don't need to. I mean, right. I, I can carry whatever I want. I, I, I'm not going to do that. But now it's right. like, ooh, now I can actually like prioritize. Like, I shouldn't take all of my stim packs. Yeah, and- yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that because um, a game that you know both you and I have played, um, or at least I, I know you've had experience with the Long Dark. Yeah, like you kind of have your base camp there, uh, which Long Dark is a great survival game that you should all go out and play. But um, you have kind of like your base camp where you set up. You know, whether it's a building or a tent or something that you've built where you kind of keep all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you take what you need with you. Yeah. And then that's where all your major stuff is kept and all your supplies. So, like, it would be cool if they had that mechanic where you do have, like, a very small carry limit where it's, like, maybe 100 pounds instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the unrealistic 300 yeah. pounds that you can carry on your back in a Fallout game. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think Fallout 76 is, like, it's a fantastic... Um, branch off of the Fallout series. Yeah. I think they're doing a lot right here. I, th- I think that the fact that it's uh, kind of an MMO light, I really appreciate the fact that he said, you're not going to be dropped into this map with hundreds of people. Mm. It's dozens. Yeah, because like, it's the apocalypse. Yeah, and that's great because I don't want this... Because granted, the map is going to be four times the size of Fallout 4, which mm. I'm really curious to see like how big that feels. Because right. one can look at it, but like if you're walking through that map, like I can't imagine how large that is. It's mm. got to be like on the scale of like the PUBG map, which is yeah. humongous. Um, so you, you won't feel like you're right on top of everybody. But it's it's just great not to feel like... And it's, it's also great to... to not see them fall into the battle royale trend. Mm-hmm. I understand that battle battle royale is a fun mode. We were just playing some some yeah. battle royale before we started, but I just don't think that that series is fit for it yet. At least I like that it's like it's not explicitly there, but the nature of the game yeah. is kind of an open world battle royale without right. a time limit. Yeah, like and you, yeah, you can't like they were mentioning in those fantastic short videos they were showing yeah. with the with the vault boy coming on screen and all his friends and like the tongue-in-cheek atmosphere that they had like they were talking about some vault dwellers are friendly some are not yeah like you can either be that guy that's out for blood and killing everybody mm-hmm. you see or you can be the guy that's like hey how's it going do you want to group up and build a settlement together like you can be kind of whatever you want mm-hmm. and, and i appreciate that level of choice i'm not gonna like it when somebody nukes my settlement right but, that's my biggest concern yeah. i'm just like there's gonna be those jerks out yeah. there that are just like oh i spawned in immediately got all the new codes yep. and i'm just gonna bomb whoever yeah. just because it's just it's definitely that that big worry i think somebody expressed it as like 
I don't want that 12 year old on my server that's just out to kill everybody mm -hmm. and it's like stealing all my stuff and just is a murderous freak out there which is like which kind of made me happy because I was like phobia starts rising but then Todd immediately goes like oh yeah don't worry you can play like solo yeah. on your own but people are mm -hmm. like I heard people are concerned because they're like oh that just means you can't like you're allowed to not play with friends and there'll still be people in the world it's like I mean, you can make it, like, friends yeah. only, and yeah. then, boom, you're alone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they covered all their bases. I mean, yeah. for the people who are complaining about playing with other people, you can play it solo. Right. Um, also, I think people are misunderstanding that this is a Fallout spinoff. Yeah. This is not Fallout 5. Right. This is not Fallout New Orleans or Florida or what, where, wherever you want to take it. This is Fallout 76, a complete... It's like Fallout Shelter. Yeah. It's a spinoff of a main series game. And I think it needs to be taken as its own thing. Also, it's like the, the last time a Fallout game like spun off and tried to experiment was Fallout Tactics. Yeah. Because instead of playing as one person, you played as a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And that game was like well received. Everyone thought it was like fine. But it's like that's the last time they did that. And that was like early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Before, like right before Bethesda bought Fallout. Right. So it's like it is cool that they're like, okay, well we are going to take our opportunities of the spinoff games to make, mm -hmm. like, to experiment, to see what we can yeah. do and what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be a complete fanboy, this is a <laughs> dream come true yes. for me. It seriously is. I've wanted to play Fallout with friends for so long. Yes. Experience it with other people. It just seems ripe for it. It just, I don't, and, like, it's taken so long to get here, but I'm so glad that this is happening. Yeah, and, like, watching the gameplay, too, it's, like, I was right. Everyone's going to be, like, janky, like, moving, like, right, <laughs> like, latency Frame, frame rate's, like, 15. Yeah, but it's, like, no, watching, it's, like, the other people in the world, like, look just like NPCs, like, in yeah. Fallout 4. Like, they just, like, they are there mm -hmm. doing their thing. It's, yeah. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And like, kind of back to Rage 2, it's, like, the fact that this is going to be a world where it's Bethesda-sized and, like, he said that it's in a new engine that has like so much more detail yeah. that there are going to be people across the map and it's going to be able to run that. Right. It's like that's awesome from a technical standpoint. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and to be able to have item interaction, um, you know, if you're opening doors or drawers or picking up items, like to be able to run all that at the same time while render, because PUBG is not Fallout. Yeah. PUBG runs very low detailed environments, mm -hmm. but Fallout a map that's four times as big as Fallout 4 and that's rendered so like detailed mm -hmm. shadows you've got very detailed wildlife and trees mm -hmm. and foliage and just like miscellaneous objects that aren't fixed into yeah. the world like they're like loosely right. there yeah like yeah things you can't pick up but mm -hmm. things that are yeah like loose items like desk items or something on a cabinet or something it's very impressive that they're able to do that yeah and I I'm just I'm so excited because our experience with Destiny, I think, pretty much sums up like our yearning for a game like this. Yes. Because you Destiny was so like it was so promising mm -hmm. on some in so many ways and it's let us down time and time again and let from what I understand the general public down mm -hmm. time and time again. Um, but I think Fallout seventy six is gonna fill that void. Yeah. It's gonna be just great. I, I just know it's it's going to be really really good. Mm -hmm. I and I can see myself seeking like hundreds of hours into, into oh yeah into it with the young like you with or I, without you guys. Yeah. Like I'm going to be on that twenty four seven. Yeah, and that that'll be something interesting too to see like if I'm playing with you guys. Say you know I finish up playing with you guys one night. You know we go to bed. I wake up. You guys are around. So I'm like you know what? I'm just going to do some solo stuff real quick. Mm -hmm. Like how am I going to progress? How am I going to be able to grab progress by myself? Right. Am I going to be able to to keep up with you guys by myself? Am I going to get ahead of you guys, or is it going to be kind of like a more level playing field? Mm -hmm. um, 
obviously we saw a lot of details, but there are a lot of questions with it. They're good questions. Yeah. Not meaning like, well, crap, how's this going to look? Well, how's this going to work? That's something I was explaining to someone else. I was like, I have new questions. All my big questions were washed away. Now yeah. I just have a bunch of new questions where more just like curiosities. Yeah. They're just like, I like, there's no good or bad answer. I just need an answer. Yeah. And I can I can easily wait mm. until what November 11th is when they announced it was coming out. Yeah. So it's like, first of all, okay, backtrack a moment. I I don't do this ever, but I actually like screamed when it was like yeah. November 11th. I was like, <laughs> dude, that's like five months from now. Yeah. It's I mean it's it is very close, and they went with uh, their general Bethesda way. And, yeah, you know it's coming out this year. A little worrying because I wonder how it's going to be able to compete with you know the likes of Red Dead Redemption, the Call of Duties, everything mm. that's coming out later in the year. I think it'll be able to stand on its own two feet. I just don't know how well. I think it'll be fine. I think that because. Red Dead will come out and it'll be out for like you know two weeks or something, right? Yeah. And then, then Fallout will come out. So I feel like in that two weeks, people will kind of be done. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, okay, we know what this is. And I hope so. <laughs> people have like short attention spans, so everyone's gonna be doing online anyway. So they're gonna be like, well, if I'm gonna get yeah. an online game, I might as well get Fallout where I have more things to do. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think we were both very very impressed by mm-hmm. Fallout 76. I'm very excited. Um, you know, a couple other things. Um, <laughs> The amazing Keegan Michael Key and Alexa yeah. and Skyrim bit yeah. was awesome. You're like on the fridge too, like yeah, <laughs> and like all the ice pours out of the ice maker. That was so amazing. Like I did not expect that. Like he turned around, I'm like, it's Keegan Michael Key. What the heck? And it was like he goes like Xbox controller, Switch, TV remote, and he's like, Alexa, play Skyrim. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this about to be? And just. The way he's playing Skyrim, you see a mountain before you, like, climb it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat all the cheese. Eat all the cheese. <laughs> and then, yeah, his wife is there, and he's trying to do the, like, fuss roda. <laughs> it just, it was amazing. The the, the, the tongue-in-cheek humor. And I think that's actually real. I know. I was, like, so confused. I was like, okay, but is this real? Yeah, <laughs> and I think it is. I don't know exactly how real it is. I haven't read into it, but I think you can actually do that, which is crazy to me. That this That's just so dumb but perfect and it's just amazing that like the whole time like Bethesda had like such a like self-awareness yeah they did because like I, I loved when Todd was like because sometimes it just doesn't work it doesn't <laughs> yeah. just work <laughs> I know yeah you've complained about our games being buggy in the past like it's like I hear this sometimes doesn't work <laughs> it was so perfect and like with Rage 2 it's like we want to thank our friends at Walmart Canada <laughs> who just cannot keep a secret <laughs> They just throw in straight up shade directly at Walmart. It's like great low prices and they can't keep secrets. It's just it's amazing what they did with with that. And um the crudeness of when they got to the Wolfenstein Youngblood announcement, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about, by the way. Um I know you haven't really got too deep into Wolfenstein, so we don't yeah. want to get into spoiler territory, but that looks incredible along with the um the Cyberpilot uh, VR expansion, which sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but they were just like, you know, we just want to get in a world that's, you know, effing rid of Nazis. It's yeah. like, okay, man. Like, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's great. Like, I am pumped. I'm excited for it. Everybody on the Bethesda stage, I think, did a great job of just being straight up with people. Mm. They didn't pull any punches. They were hilarious without, without just 
I mean, crude they were. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't try to put on, like, a PR face, so to speak, mm. where they're just, like, eloquently displaying their games. It's like, no, we're going to tell it like it is. It's like they, they carried that energy that Microsoft had. It's like, we're just we're just happy to be here. We're yeah. going to, like, show off our games. We're yeah. just happy. And, I, you know, I think part of that is the fact that people know that people love their games. Yeah. But I still think they did a great job, even though they... Which, by the way, I love the, the part where, like, Todd's like, I know the one reason why you guys are here. It's like, Todd Howard! Yeah, the guy <laughs> in the back, yeah, oh my gosh. Even he was, like, he struggled to move on from that because he was trying not to laugh. But, um, I, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Todd Howard, like, Todd Howard and Pete Hines, I'll throw him in there, too. Yeah. Because those, you know, those two guys from Bethesda just know exactly what they have they know how to get things done, and I think they understand how to keep a company moving forward. Mm-hmm. And they really understand what their fans like, what they don't like. They don't take anything too personally. Mm-hmm. They're welcome to, you know, they welcome criticism. They understand, you know, again, like you said, you know, their games don't always just mm-hmm. work. You know, which is like good because I don't think the fan base has ever like had an uproar for their yeah. game. They're always just like. Hey man, this doesn't work. Right. And they're like, okay, we'll fix it. Like, yeah, I died and my body got stretched halfway across the map. Like, <laughs> it's like, like, oh, can you take a picture of that? We want to post that on Facebook for a, you know hilarious, right. hilarious blooper reel. Like, you know, they they understand exactly who they are and they understand you know how, like I said, how to move forward and how to really get along with their fan base. Um, Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, like, that's was, was teased. Thing. Like, I love that they're like, we're gonna do something different and yeah. actually like show you what we're working on yeah. in the future. And that's mm-hmm. when. Uh, the space game was announced, and the um, the Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Six, yeah. And you know, I, I everybody wanted that, and mm-hmm. Todd knew it, and he was like, "Now this is a game you guys have been asking for, so here it is, fine. Yeah, like here you go. Like it's like we haven't started development yet, like yeah. barely, so yeah. don't get too excited. And I'm fine with it. Yeah, the way that they've talked about it is like we want to make sure that we take our time with this game. Um, we don't want to rush it. It's not coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that because they're setting up expectations. Mm-hmm. And I love it when developers and publishers do that. Yeah. Because it makes sure that nobody gets too hyped. Nobody sets any unrealistic expectations because whether we realize it or not, if somebody keeps showing trailers of a game, in your head you're going to think, well, this is coming soon, mm-hmm. right? You know. So if you just kept showing trailers, everybody's like, well, this has got to be real soon. Right. But Todd and the Bethesda team are like, this isn't coming soon, but we want to let you know it's real mm-hmm. just so you know that here it is unlike borderlands 3 where it's yeah. like everybody knows it's real but they're like no it's not it's it's not real no, we're working on an open world game but it's not borderlands 3 it's like really like data mind and it says right yeah. there borderlands 3 like nah that's that's a different like they just don't they just don't understand right why that looks so bad but um, like that that's another thing like i love about like bethesda is that it's like they are their own boss so they can like take their time with stuff unlike other studios that like we'll I'll t- touch on later yeah. when, especially when we get to like sony but like they aren't pressured by the big brother to do something like yeah no we get to take our own time and if we want to announce something we can yeah and that's the huge benefit of being a developer and a publisher is mm-hmm. the fact that they get to set their own timeline they get to kind of do what they want keep things internalized until they're ready to to move forward um and I know we're kind of getting long-winded on Bethesda here, but we just love Bethesda so much. We're just so excited. Yeah, we're very excited of what they come. I think they had a great show right out there with Microsoft. A um, couple of last things. Uh, I got a prediction right. Uh, Doom Eternal is coming yeah. out. Um, so that's the sequel to 2016's Doom. Mm-hmm. Looks much like the same. 
the dudes who revealed it again were amazing they're like you guys wanted hell on earth well here you go and yeah. that's exactly what's taking place in the trailer it's like literal hell on earth mm -hmm. demons roaming the streets which well, is like you were wondering where it was gonna go next and it's like there oh, you are. yep well, i guess we're coming back to earth yeah. there you go <laughs> because like i said i think last week doom sort of wrapped up but didn't and left it open-ended mm -hmm. and now we kind of see how they're going to continue that um i'm excited to get gameplay of that i'm excited to get my hands on that because mm -hmm. that is a fantastic game very underrated game that came out from bethesda um also prey uh yeah the, the stuff from prey was really surprising and cool mm -hmm. like the um so you have the moon crash dlc yeah uh, and then you had the Typhon Hunter DLC. Mm -hmm. um, the Moon Crash DLC, if I remember correctly, is I forget is is it that or the Typhon Hunter? The one where it kind of like resets every single time, and you can do different playthroughs. I get these mixed I'll up. See, yeah, they're, they're so close together. But then there's another one where it's like you're hunted by Typhons or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing. I can't remember exactly which one, but I know one of these. Now, Moon Crasher's available right now, by the way. Yeah. Like, that was just announced and revealed right there. That was cool. Uh, which is very cool. I think a lot. the fact that a lot of people did that, because EA did that with Unravel 2, mm -hmm. and then, you know, Bethesda followed it up with this. But um, it just it looked really cool. It looked kind of like what I thought Prey was going to be. Yeah. And the fact that you can play through, you know, the same map, but there's everything is RNG. So everything is, like, yeah. everywhere, and everything moves around. Every, each time you play, you get a different playthrough. There's different hazards. Because one thing they showcased that I thought was cool was they showcased somebody walking through a doorway once. Nothing was wrong. Then they walked through it again in a different playthrough, and it was blocked and on fire. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so, like, the map changes, and yeah. there's different hazards that you have to avoid to get to your goal. Mm -hmm. I think that's very smart. I think Which, it's really cool. Because I think it's funny because your feelings on it were exactly how I thought Prairie was going to be. I thought it was going to be, like everything's different each time yeah. like something like either you have a direct influence on the environment right. or whatever but it's like you know it's very linear very straightforward yeah. so it's like it is cool that now it's like oh no like no two no two playthroughs are going to be the same right and it's you know it's just kind of that like condensed open world type feeling like we were talking about like our dreams with dead space where it's just like you're on the ship there's no instructions you have to get from point a to point b but like you can take any route you want mm -hmm. you're kind of doing what you want in in that aspect and i i it's it's great that they're mm -hmm. that they're taking this approach. Um, so again, I know we've been getting long winded yeah. on, on Bethesda, but any any final thoughts, anything uh, else that stood out to you? Because I know we pretty much covered most of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that Elder Scrolls mobile game looks cool. Yeah, the the blades. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I what that's getting a beta or something. Yeah, here soon. I'm like, yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, It'll probably kill my battery in about two seconds, but <laughs> much like most modern games, yeah, yeah, it looks great and it's rendering all the environments, but yeah, it's probably gonna kill your battery in like mm -hmm. two seconds, but. Um, yeah, I, I just thought Bethesda did just a fantastic job. As usual. Yeah. So it's kind of ironic. After the great Bethesda show, mm -hmm. the next day we get Square Enix, which... I, oh my gosh. I don't understand. It was bad. Yeah. I, there's no way to, to say it. And I know that we're not alone in that. Because yeah. Because we took a Twitter poll and most people were just not impressed by mm -hmm. Square. It's like... Ever since Bethesda, and, like, we'll keep touching on this with the next few, but ever since, like, Bethesda and Microsoft, like, that day, the energy just, like, died. Like, yeah. everyone's like, well, can't top that. Let's, right. just, let's just show our games and go home. Yeah, it, it, we kind of got spoiled with the that, that second day of two great press conferences. And then I won't say it went downhill from here because there were definitely some ups, but mm -hmm. I, I definitely felt like Square followed it up pretty poorly. Mm -hmm. um, it, it definitely had that Nintendo Direct vibe where it's got, like, the video instead of an actual press conference. Um, not a ton of highlights. Yeah. Um, not, like... 
Well, the, like the two that made me happy. Um, well, I know Kingdom Hearts three like blew everyone's mind. Yeah, which was like we'll get to, back to that. The but trailer was awkward though. It like, was. There was no background noise. Yeah, you and I talked about it. Like if, if and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but if you watch that trailer, like let us know if you thought the same thing. But so you had the dialogue. And you had the music, mm-hmm. but there was no sound effects. It was really awkward. Like there, the now, grant the gameplay had like sound effects from them doing the attacks right. and stuff. But when they have dialogue, like people were running, they were opening doors, they were doing different actions, but there was no sound. It was just the music in the background. Yeah, so it just felt really weird. And it's like, like the trailer happened, everyone like freaked out, and then like Scrantz like, no, no, don't leave. We we have like a few more games. Yeah. But like no one else seemed to be excited. Like they showed yeah. Just Cause Four or Five. Four. 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 I said four. <laughs> One of those <laughs> And I was super excited for that because yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Like, that was a good trailer. Yeah. That was a very good uh, display of that game. I, I like that because Just Cause is like one of those games that like can... It's the only type of game that can do its type of humor, which is like yeah. over the top, but not like silly, but goofy, but not like stupid. Right. And... It's like, I feel like it's a better Grand Theft Auto game than Grand Theft yes. Auto. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna make a lot of people mad, but I, I don't care. No, I stand by that. Yeah. And like the fact that like there was a freaking like tornado. Like yeah. I can't name another game that has like a functioning tornado that is like in this open world that you can go like right to. Yeah, like that looks super cool. And like lifted a plane off the ground. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, this looks crazy. The like fact that like Rico like surfed a car like into it. I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is this is like. Like you're if if this was a movie, this is like your worst nightmare. Yeah. It's like all oh, this movie's gonna be terrible. But as a game, all of this works. Yeah. And I want to play this game like all the time now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I've never played a Just Cause game, but this game looks incredible. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing and just completely off the wall and bonkers. Yeah. And just anything you can imagine, you can do it in this game. Right. And it's like something that, like made me super happy is I watched some like post stuff and they like took a bunch of mechanics from the previous games and yeah. instead of changing them or taking them away or whatever, like they just made them better. Made them or better. added more like toggling settings to yeah. them. It's just like, oh my god, yes, awesome, yeah, perfect. And you that's are... exactly what you have to do. Yeah, like you, if you change too much from game to game, your game's not going to end up what it originally wanted to look like. Mm-hmm. But keeping improving on the game, and it's the fourth title, and if that's what you're doing, your game's going to be super polished. Mm-hmm. Like, I expect this game to be really polished, because Just Cause 3, if I remember correctly, when that came out, it had some technical issues. Yeah. And got some bad reviews because of it, which is really unfortunate, because yeah. from what I understand, that game's amazing. It was unfair, to say the least. Yeah. Um, uh, so hopefully this game launches with, uh, you know, a decent framework underneath it where it can carry the load of mm. these tornadoes and yeah. crazy things that are happening. But, yeah, I that game impressed the crap out of me. Yeah. I really like that trailer. The, the the only other one that really spoke out to me was, like, super personal is Octopath Traveler for yeah. Switch. Because mm. I've been excited for that game since, like, the demo got released. Yeah. Because it's, like, a super cool, like, callback to, like, classic Final Fantasy games, but, like, there's so much more to do in it. Yeah. And, like... It's one of those games like it deceives you with its like retro look. Yeah, it's got a very good art style. Yeah, what it reminds me of is like a pop up book that's in front of a flashlight. Kinda, yeah, kind of like because the lighting is excellent. Like they're it's like two point five D style, mm. and they're all pixelated. Um, I played the demo. I don't really care for the game myself. Um, it's just not my type of game. Yeah, you know, I'm not. It, it looks like a great game, and it's got the framework to be something awesome. And they've mm. been teasing it for quite a while. And it's actually really soon. July thirteenth is when which, it's coming out. Which that made me surprising. Yeah, happy. when and it's a Switch ex- exclusive, which is great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, that game is definitely set up for success. Success. I know you're not 
alone in the fact that a lot of people are excited for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just happy to see them get some momentum with that. Yeah. Also, they, they announced the the Tomb Raider, also, yeah. which mm -hmm. was just kind of like there. Yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, that's that's a Tomb Raider game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did a demo, and you know, I thought it looked cool, but. I definitely think that most people are kind of fatigued with that style of Tomb Raider game because um, they haven't... Going against what I said about um, Avalanche's uh, mm -hmm. Just Cause 4, Tomb Raider has kind of not changed. Yeah. Over They rebooted it, but just like the old Tomb Raider games, it's kind of so similar to mm -hmm. the last title that they're not changing enough. Uh, played the first Tomb Raider game, didn't play the second one. Uh, the first Tomb Raider, I thought, had a great storyline had a fantastic like combat system, climbing, puzzles, except for the ending, which had some like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull type yeah. like, supernatural stuff. But other than that, I thought it was a great game. And it's like, you also have the fatigue of like, they're exactly the same as Uncharted. Yeah. So you have four games or five games, plus the two Tomb Raiders that are right. already out. It's like, mm, this is kind of the same game we've been seeing yeah. for the past like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And Laura Croft is like, it's a very likable protagonist, but I just... Yeah. I, I don't know. She I, deserves a better, fresher game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I hope this game is good when it comes out. I, th I do think it'll be a solid game. But whether or not people are like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted, it's probably just remains to be seen. I right. Just, I, I don't have any clue how they're gonna, how they're gonna, excuse me, really sell people on it. But yeah, I mean, not a whole lot from Square Enix. Yeah. Um, um no Avengers game. Right. No Final Fantasy VII. Remake. Right. The two biggest titles that I expected and I wanted them to show weren't there. They, they, I don't even think they mentioned it. They didn't mention like, it. Well, it was we're just, just going to show you these things and then walk yeah. away. Like, we're done. The Final Fantasy VII, this is going to be really mean, but I think it's one of those games that Square wants everybody to forget about so they can just move on from it secretly. Yeah. You know, it's like they haven't given any updates and they're just like, oh, you know, no, no, no. There was that game didn't exist. Like we were making that, and we're just gonna like move on and skip over it. I, also, for them too, I could see it where it's like, man, Final Fantasy has like thirty plus games or whatever. Yeah, and y'all pick this one. And that's all you want. Come on, like, yeah, we're doing so much more. And right. so I could see them being like a little upset. Yeah, but still, because they did have the announcement of the fourteen Monster Hunter World crossover, yeah. which was okay yeah um, <laughs> if you're into that i mean yeah good for you and then uh um they had final fantasy 14 expansion coming um i'm just trying to look at my notes here because i'm just struggling to remember yeah. that lackluster conference uh they showed the quiet man which is a deaf like fighting game the dude is deaf i did not care um, i was like man i don't know i'm just gonna go yeah move on i mean it was a gimmicky trailer because yeah. it's like but look he's deaf like okay What's he doing? That's why like, why is he in this alley with they, these two guys? They should like, I guess, gameplay because they move into like character yeah. models. But I don't know what's going on. And the fact that they said you can beat this game in one sitting, yeah. it's like, why would you advertise? That? Yeah, <laughs> like without anything else, and all you say is you can beat it in one sitting. It's like, why would I get this game then? I don't know what it does, and I can just beat it in two seconds apparently. Yeah, I mean, why would yeah? Unless there's like a high replay value where it's like you every time you play this, it's different. Like. I don't want to... But we don't know that. Yeah. I mean, sure. yeah, because they, they didn't say anything. Or unless this game is like five hours long. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. And it's 20 bucks, you know? Right. Like, if it was five hours long, 15, 20 bucks, okay, that's fine. That's yeah. expectable. But like, this can't be a AAA game that I can finish in one sitting. Yeah. That is not good yeah. at all. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing you could say about that game. Like, unless it's because of some glitch, I should not be able to finish that right. game that quickly. <laughs> um, 
I know we don't have very many thoughts, but did you have any anything else to add to that? Because I'm sh- really struggling to find no, things that's, to talk about. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's kind of square in a nutshell. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and then after Square mm-hmm. came another controversial press conference, at least to us, mm-hmm. um, Ubisoft. Yeah. And Ubisoft about did the same thing. Yeah, just <laughs> meaning that they did not have anything... I don't know. They had very little that was meaningful, and I thought they had a poor press conference, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, the only thing that stood out to me was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Which, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, seriously, that's that's the sentiment. It's like, mm-hmm. it's Assassin's Creed, and there's no assassins, and it's just not... I, I don't know. I like those early Assassin's Creed yeah. games. I've told you before, and they're moving so far away from it, and the fact that it's not centering around the Assassins and the Templars and their conflict... It's just not interesting to me. Which is, like, is cool because, like, you know, I played, like, two games. Yeah. And my ideas on it are very, like, limited to those two games. And I see it so independently. But you, as a fan of the franchise, it's, like, they should have broken off long ago and yeah. kept with, like, a story-driven, stealth-based combat yeah. game. And then do all this awesome open-world RPG stuff with a new original IP. Yeah. Because, obviously, they have, like, all these super cool ideas and all that. But, like... They're just trying so hard to, like, shove it into Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they they literally called it an RPG, mm-hmm. which was like, I don't want that. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand what you're trying to do here, and it's great. The game looks good. Yeah. But that's, that's not Assassin's Creed to me. Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed to me is, like, meticulously planning a plan of attack to right. attack these people. And the combat system is, like, so similar to For Honor. Yeah. And which frustrates me, because if it's Assassin's Creed... An assassin is not a guy who's going to go out there and take out five dudes with some giant sword and look like Captain America out there. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. I'm, like, I'm sorry. That was like a Phantom Brotherhood, if I remember, because it was just like, oh, you have Ezio, who you play as, right. who you're familiar with, but then you have, like, cool dude over here with, like, the battle axe or this guy yeah. over here with the crossbow. Yeah. It's like, that's cool, because those are different people right. that you recruit. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, these are just game mechanics of other people and companions on it. So that's cool. But now they're like, no, we need to make that all in one. Right. I'm like, you guys are, tr- they're trying to do too much mm-hmm. with one title. And I don't think Assassin's Creed is the title you need to make. Because I don't know if you remember that launch title for Xbox One called Rise, Son of Rome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this game looks just like that. Yeah, because it's Greece. Yeah. And, and Rome and all that. Yeah. And you've got the same look and feel as that. I just feel like, why don't you just make a game like that, mm-hmm. but not Assassin's Creed? I, I don't know. Also, it's like something else that is apparent to like kind of what I was saying like why I feel so strongly about like they have ideas but not a game to put them in because yeah. every time you do like the present day animus stuff there's nothing to do and it lasts about two seconds and you go back into the game it's right. really like unimmersive like it's like oh yeah. that took me way out of the game and then you have like the space alien god stuff going on and it's like <laughs> yeah uh what well, like, I'm, so, I'm so lost <laughs> I thought I was in this like super immersive RPG world set in ancient Greece with or ancient Egypt with like hyper accurate yeah. like details and it's like oh now we're yeah. going into this like weird area with the story that you guys seem very very tired of yeah. at this point they're taking it in a completely different route they're taking more of the mythological Greece route than they are the historically accurate and I'm like well you can't have both like, they, they can't kinda, make up their mind yeah they kind of want to do both but they want I don't, I don't know mm. I mean it's kind of like Battlefield 5 with World War 2 I believe yeah. is what they're going to like they're trying to put their spin on it. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's weird messing with historical accuracy because mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, if it's alternate history, that's cool. Right. But if it's like 
no, we're imagining like that this act that this happened like this was the truth. Like mm. I, I don't I don't know. Like maybe those two are kind of one and the same, but I just feel like you could approach it differently. Because like yeah, because kind of like what you said, where it's like you need to you can't really have both. Like it's like if you want a super hyper realistic game, that's cool, but you can't have that mythological or like change it too much to where it's immersive breaking. Yeah, yeah, it, it just it just felt weird. Um, I thought Ubisoft was kind of self indulgent. Took a lot of victory laps mm-hmm. with Rainbow Six Siege um, and For Honor, yeah. which I'm like, okay. Which is awkward. <laughs> I, like, it's great. They're talking about their player base. They're talking about how many people played it, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're saying those numbers, but you're not really saying anything different. They teased some sort of documentary on yeah. Rainbow Six Siege, which I was like, okay, that's neat. And then you got this, oh my gosh, so cringy, that Evil Knievel guy who... Uh, Trials, first of all, yeah. had a plate. Oh my god. Like, Trials... Does not belong on an E3 stage. I'm very sorry to say that, but it doesn't need that big showcase. I know people like Trials, yeah. but to actually like focus on that game mm-hmm. for so long, I just don't understand. Yeah. I know people like Trials. I didn't know they liked it that much, right. and I don't think anyone really did. They're just like, oh, yeah, all right, I guess. I don't think it deserved that spotlight. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Trials is a good game, and I enjoy it myself, but that whole bit was just terrible like I, I saw him on the dirt bike and I'm like this is going to be really awkward and he rides up there and then he falls on the fake podium and I'm like this dude is oh my gosh this this is way too hard of a sell on this game if you want me to play your game show me gameplay right. tell me about the new stuff and systems then get the heck off the stage and let the next guy but come no, up. they had to pat themselves on the back yeah. and that's what they do yeah and um, I thought a very bright spot in that, though, and I I, I've, I mentioned this, the Division Two mm-hmm. looks really promising. Yeah, I I really enjoyed what they showed me. I enjoyed the way that they presented it. Mm-hmm. Um, the I can't forgive me because I can't remember his name, but the dude who presented it, he was very articulate. He understood exactly the the complaints of um, of the player base. He understood exactly you know what they needed to do, and I think he did a very good job. Mm-hmm. I think. That should have been the game that they focused on, and I, you know, granted, Assassin's Creed is just as big as the Division, but right. I still think that the, they should have hit more on the Division because I think it looked amazing. Yeah, and like the Divisions, like they, it's one of those scenes where it's like they kind of just improved. They didn't really yeah. change much; they just improved. It's right. like because the first thing I told you when I saw like gameplay, I was like, dude, there's color now. Yeah. It's not just yes. white yeah, and yeah. gray. Uh-huh. It's like no, it's like it's like springtime. I think mm-hmm. is when it was. So it's like there's water everywhere and everything's like overgrown, like Last of Us. And yeah, it was cool to see like DC and like a ruined wasteland, like Fallout Three again. Mm-hmm. It's like ooh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And they added um, eight player co op on raids. Yeah, so they're adding raids to the game, which I think is really cool. Um, they have um, a three episode free DLC in the first year, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Free DLC, I'll take it all day long. Um, yeah, it looked like teamwork was a huge emphasis. Multiplayer and co-op was a huge emphasis, which I appreciate that. And, like, something else is, like, because if I'm not mistaken, the first division was, like, it's pseudo-free roam, but it's, like, only in certain areas. Yeah. Kind of like Destiny in a way. Right. Um, but this one, like, looked like it was, like, this is an open right. world. Yeah. It's, like, that's that's cool. And, like, mm-hmm. it's cool for a game with this type of mechanics. Like, it's this kind of cover shooting mechanics. So you don't really see free roam cover shooters. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the shooting looks crisp i think it looks um more accurate than the first game was because as myself and a lot of people who've played the game and i know i'm not alone in this but just felt like enemies were just bullet sponges without having like weak points without having a reason why they were bullet sponges um something i saw 
Um, a lot of the weaker enemies went down in, in a few shots. Mm -hmm. Great. The tough enemy that came out at the last part had weak points. Mm -hmm. Had places you had to shoot him. That's exactly what you need in a it's game like, like that. It's like, if you shoot him head on, you're not going to do much damage. Mm -hmm. You can pour all your bullets into him, maybe kill him. But if you take out the weak points, it's going to be a lot better. Which is like, oh, they listened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay, they're actually improving and learning, and they're paying attention to what we're saying. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, I thought the Division 2 was the shining star among the rough for um, Ubisoft. I think they did a great job with that game. Mm -hmm. Um that's about it then, I guess. Except for one thing, uh, no Splinter Cell. Yeah, I know you were um, you were upset. I was at least. bummed about that. Not just because I want Splinter Cell, but I think that could have really lit that show on fire mm -hmm. at some point. I really thought they were going to tease it, um, considering the fact that we have a Walmart Canada leak out there that shows it, which confirmed um, Rage Two. Mm -hmm. But it didn't confirm some other stuff. Like it didn't confirm some other stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely right. I just. I just hoped for more, yeah. and I hoped that they would do that, but Ubisoft kind of fell into exactly what I thought they were going to do. Mm -hmm. um, also, they opened up with Just Dance 2019, which is probably one of the worst openings I've ever seen. It's like a panda and yeah. stuff. Like, like, came out. Cool. You've got a niche dancing game that requires motion equipment. Cool. Like, don't leave with that. Right. Like, that's that maybe gets like a five-minute segment there in the middle. Yeah. Like, that's where you tease that game. And it's like, yep, this is a this is our new edition. This is our year's game for this. Yeah. Cool, we're done. Let's move on. Yeah, but instead they just decided to lead off with that. And I just, I cannot believe that game is still around. If you played it Just Dance, I'm not talking against you. It's just like, I don't... From a presentation yeah, standpoint. Yeah, from a presentation standpoint. I just don't understand why they led with that. It was a very confusing move. I just felt like the people from Ubisoft were just extremely arrogant with what they had going. Mm -hmm. um, any... <laughs> I kind of like just like they were told by the CEO like you need to go to E3 and present some stuff I'm like we don't have yeah. anything mm -hmm. we don't want to go and right. they're like well you have to anyway yeah absolutely right, here's Assassin's Creed here's Division and that's how it felt yeah, let's go and you know it would be criminal for us to leave it off but uh, Beyond Good and Evil did get a good space that yeah um, that was a big deal for them uh, I'm not a huge fan of Beyond Good and Evil. I've never really played it. I'm not like super bought into this one or anything, but I know a lot of people enjoyed it. I did get a pretty good trailer um, and got some like very brief. They were like, "We're gonna show you some gameplay," and it was like 30 seconds of yeah. gameplay, and I was like, "Wait, that's it? Like that's all you're gonna show yeah. me?" Um, now it's in like a pre-alpha build, and it's probably even before that. It's right mm. now, so everything I, we see now is probably not even gonna show yeah. up in the final game. Mm -hmm. I did think that their section with Joseph Gordon-Levitt was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, to bring him on stage with his company Hit Record, which mm -hmm. focuses on like collaborative creation with different artists, that was pretty cool. And the fact that you can create something and have it put into the game, right? Like, I think that's really smart. I think that's really cool. Also, um, I like I read an article that kind of hit it on heads. Like, his presentation skills were like awesome too. Yeah. Like he's like, "Yep, yeah. I'm an actor, but I know how to give a yeah. cool." press conference he knew exactly what he wanted to say and i think he understood who he was talking to yeah and you know i appreciate celebrities who just aren't bought there who aren't brought there on a paycheck yeah they're brought there for a reason they're brought there to display something that is meaningful to them and mm -hmm. they know who they're presenting to um i just wish we had more of that in ubisoft yeah it just it's just disappointing and lackluster um and just air an arrogant press conference and some bright spots, but I just don't think that overall they did a justice to what they had. <laughs> it was the negative version of Microsoft, pretty it, much. It was, uh, unfortunately. So, at the end of Monday, we had Sony. Mm -hmm. Very late at night. Um, 
very tumultuous press conference. For yeah. Them. Um, what were, I mean, what, what were your thoughts on that? Like, it was just, it was very odd. Yeah, I was about scenario. to say, like, bizarre is kind of the word. I was yeah. just like, interesting choices. Like, at first, he was like, it starts off and it's in that like church setting. Yeah. And you're like, like all of us were like, what is this? Like a church? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. And they showed Last of Us Two, which I'll get back to, but they showed Last of Us Two, and then immediately cut away to like their press conference. People like, all right, yeah. well, while they move to the next studio, right. an intermission. As yeah, they and I was call like. It. What and like that went on for like fifteen minutes. I was like, dude, why? What's yeah, going on? Right. And then they went back to it. And like, no people came out. It was yeah. just like trailer, trailer, trailer. Right. And then we're done. Let's talk about yeah. it now. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Are we done? Right. We're done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, you yeah. They didn't really like have an end cap. Yeah. On the press conference, you didn't really know when it was over. I don't even. I don't even know if I would call it a press conference. Yeah. I don't even know what that was. They had audio and technical issues the whole night. Some dude's microphone was going off, and there was a producer talking, and <laughs> and you hear this like really scraggly voice yeah. going on, and then the dude you can see him messing with his mic pack, and then he has to get a, like a stick mic yeah. because his other mic broke. Um, they treated it like a late night talk show, yeah. and but it's people who work for Sony, so it's like they're asking them questions about themselves, which was awkward. It was very awkward, and it was like, so tell us about this game that we're making. Like, yeah. Uh, I just, I just didn't understand the format of it and like the production of it all too like like uh the church set itself with like was weird because they only used it for that one trailer one trailer and yeah. an example i like said as we're watching is like i feel like they watched yeah days gone's pr- yeah. conference from last year like oh they had zombies hanging from the roof like in real world so we need to one up it let's make a whole building yeah. out of it and then that was it. It was just a yeah. building with nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And then they go outside and like, we have these immersive exhibits outside on the way to the next <laughs> conference. It's just like a cardboard cutout, like drew in crayon of like a yeah. scenery. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, that that's an exaggeration, but I like le- le- legitimately like the ghost of Tsushima stand yeah. was like two trees, like some sort of like tarp pond yeah. and like a screen that had like a grass field. Did you really need a screen yeah. showing a grass field on it to and display like, it? They had the pond, but like it was like the tarp was coming out from the side. And yeah. It's like, man, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's spent like, some, like five minutes on this. It's like something you'd see at like a renovation site or like a, like a theme park or something like, guys, this is like, you're going so meta with this. Cause they had the dude with the, that wooden like flute thing yeah. that played. And I'm like, yeah, the instruments. Well, that was so what weird. What the, the dude with the banjo guitar? Yeah. And I'm like, guys. Each lasting like five minutes yeah. each. And it's like, like I don't yeah. know what's going on. It'd be different if you had that music playing over top of like a trailer that was mm-hmm. going on. But we're just going to sit here and watch you play this real awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Like, and granted, like, I appreciate it. It's cool. You're really good at it. But that's it, like, where's it the cool. games? It was cool. And like, you know, it's cool to see these people who like actually like this is their job. So it's cool to see them come out and do their thing in front of a large crowd. That has something correlated with the game. Yeah. But it just went on for so long with no explanation, and you're just yeah. kind of like, "Yeah, are we yeah. gonna are we gonna get to yeah, something like, here? Yeah, what's going on? Get, yeah, like, what's going up, guys? I had a feeling it was not going to be a good conference because Sean Layden came out and said, in a roundabout way, we're not gonna reveal anything new, but we want to show you what we're working on. Yeah, and I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Which which struck me weird because like that he says at the beginning, so we're gonna show you what we're working on because. It's all about the developers. It's all about the behind the scenes is what it's about. And there was none of that. Yeah. It was all trailers and they didn't do any behind the scenes stuff until like after the conference. Right. But even then it was just like, 
That's just play a yeah. demo of the game. And if it was, it was in that awkward like talk show segment, yeah. so, like the intermissions between the trailers that they were talking about, where they interviewed the developers, and you know they had these awkward conversations while gameplay was going on. Um, I, I mean, E three is supposed to be a place where you're showcasing what's new, mm-hmm. and or giving updates and like major updates to what's going on. But we've already seen Spider Man gameplay before. Mm-hmm. Last of Us has had two trailers before this. Ghost of Tsushima has had one trailer, but I thought Ghost of Tsushima was definitely the highlight. Yes. It was a great trailer, great gameplay. Um, a lot of the stuff that they sh- they've they shown is like, they're repeating what they've done before. Yeah. And I don't know if they're just trying to ride that roller coaster to the top, but I'm like, guys, you've been showing us this for three years now. Yeah. And I'm excited, don't get me wrong, but can you show us anything new? Right. And what they did show that was new was very insignificant, mm-hmm. except for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Which is like a bummer, because Last of Us was shown. Yeah. And I think we were all kind of like underwhelmed, because it goes back to what, kind of what I was saying earlier with Bethesda, how they can they have their own rules. They can do what they want. I feel like Naughty Dog is pushed by Sony. They're yeah. like, hey, you have this amazing title game that yeah. is synonymous with right. PlayStation. You need to have something for E3. Yeah. And I feel like they really didn't want to show anything and yeah. they were kind of forced to yeah. give us this like, tra- like a trailer that was like cool, gameplay that was cool, but it, like it didn't go anywhere because they didn't explain anything. They mm-hmm. were just like, yep, this is the game we're working on. There you yeah, go. it, it- it just creates that same stigma, like I mentioned before, where if you keep showing trailers, people are going to keep getting antsy and they're going to keep wanting that release date. And not a whole lot got released. Yes. Yeah. And The Last of Us, the gameplay I thought was really cool and I enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it. Um, but again, we don't have any idea what's going on. Joel wasn't there. Right. Like, where's Joel? Like, right. Where, he was a huge character. I understand. Like, it's the whole, like, Walking Dead, like, Telltale game switch, where it's yeah. like, you played as Lee in the first game, now you're playing as Clementine in the second season. Mm-hmm. This one, you know, you are playing, you played as Joel in the first game, now you're playing as Ellie in the second game. That's the thing, it's like, I'm totally cool with playing that, I like yeah. Ellie as a character, but, yeah, it's like, but where's Joel? Like, yeah. What's going on? Like, right. And I'm not, like, excited to know the question, I'm not like, oh man, where's Joel? I want to play this game to find out, because the trailer and gameplay were so heartless, it's just like... There you go. There's right. Ellie kicking, kicking butt. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I, I, they didn't really show me show me anything that I didn't expect. Yeah, I'll put it that way with the last of because it, it looked like the first game, but just more fleshed out and yeah. better mechanics and, like, and yeah. yeah, better graphics. It was beautiful. I did like the lighting and the rain effects. I, on, I on did the like that. It starts off in the forest, and then after a second, you realize you're not in the forest. You're like a parking lot. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because everything is so like massively overgrown yeah. and trees have split up through the pavement. Because yeah. at this point, it's been like 30 years since civilization stopped. So yeah. It's like, okay. So that's like, that's cool. Yeah, everything's just um, just just crumbling around them. But uh, I guess we can get to Ghost of Tsushima uh, because that was amazing. Um, that was like th- this is a game I was excited for like last year when they announced it because I was like, dude, this looks awesome like yeah. in every way. But they didn't really, like they didn't really show much. It just showed like what it is and what it's right. about mm-hmm. and like what you do. And then you see this time around, and you're like, whoa, this looks exactly like an old samurai film. Yeah, like in the best ways possible. Like it's super cinematic. Yeah. it was beautiful, and the gameplay was awesome. Like I like that too. It wasn't the E3 like super fluid. Right. It was like. You could see the like, you could see the cracks. You could see the like, you know, working areas. Like how it's like sort of jagged. How it wasn't perfect. Yeah. It was like, oh, I can actually see myself playing this game and actually right. like sitting there planning out my attack. Yeah. Which was awesome because that made me feel like, yes, it seems like a real game. Yeah. 
that can be played because mm -hmm. I'm watching it being played right now. Right, it's extremely stylish gameplay. Yeah. That whole standoff with the the like two or three other dudes there yeah. was insanely stylish. Like mm -hmm. when he just he just kind of stands there. He's super confident, and then he just slices the dude. Yeah, and I'm like that is amazing. That's exactly what I want from a game like this because. There, you get this sense of like not to get super deep, but like you get this reverence for them, for yeah. the samurai, and it just it feels accurate. It feels so immersive mm. to that environment and and how those how things were settled, you yeah. know, amongst themselves. You know, it was there was a lot of death and a lot of brutal violence, and that's exactly what we saw. Also, it's like I loved like at the end, you know, his companion even at the trailer, like she betrays him. She's like, she I did, need to yeah. kill that monk, and it's like they start fighting. It's like. I've known these characters for five minutes, right. and I feel like super heavy. I'm like, dude, I don't want these two to yeah. fight because they've worked so hard to get right. here. And it's like you get that awesome cinematic, like Last Jedi Praetorian Guard yeah. scene where like mm -hmm. fires building around them and like the wind is blowing, storms rolling in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, beautiful. Yeah. Which is like that's another thing. It's like you don't see games that do storms really well, but there it's like this feels like a real storm, and it yeah. feels like ominous. Right. Every other time it feels just like a game. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, there's a storm right. in the distance. But now it's like. No, like, this is, like, symbolism. Yeah, it had that feeling of, you know, especially during springtime, like, right now here in Ohio, like, you get that time where the clouds are just coming over, mm -hmm. and you there's still, a, like, a very dividing line between the light and the clouds, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it looked like. It's like you knew a storm was coming, the clouds were moving in the direction that the wind was blowing, mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, man, also it's about the, to go down. The wind, such a tiny thing, but yeah. I love that it was, like, it, the wind built with the intensity. Like at first, it's like it's just ominously blowing, and yeah. you can tell it's blowing not just by the grass, but there's actually stuff in the wind, mm -hmm. which you don't see much in games. Yeah, and like an open world like fluid mechanic. But then it's like once the fights start happening, then it's like it starts building up. Everything's blowing. And it's like this is this is a film. This is a movie. This yeah. isn't a game. This is a movie. It just reminded me of like the you know the old samurai movies yeah. that, that happened, but like if one were done today and properly, you know, not these like ninja slasher flicks that we've been getting that are just kind of like they don't take it very seriously but it looked yeah again like i said very cinematic it mm -hmm. set the environment very well very immersive i can see i can see because i don't really typically dabble in asian culture or any any you know jrpgs or anything like that mm -hmm. but this game might get me to play it just because of how awesome that that gameplay was and mm -hmm. how how subtle everything was, but how much it spoke to what this game is actually That's about. The thing, yeah, like everything's like subtle, but it's, there's so much power behind it. And yeah. like, I love that it looks like a, a serious game, but it doesn't look like super serious. So the part yeah. where it's like tiring, where right. it's like, man, this is so gritty, and like I'm, yeah. I'm don't want to play this because it I'm just, gets like, a bummer. Yeah, self indulgent, self indulgent in its edginess. Yeah, like th those games really frustrate it's like, me. No, it looks like it's serious because that's the that's how it is right now. Right. It needs to be serious at the moment. But yeah. It's just this looks awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely a highlight for yeah. the show. Um, Resident Evil Two was teased. That's cool. You're more excited about uh, that. Than I, am. I mean, I, I I think it's cool, and you know, Leon's back, and you know, it's a thing. You know, yeah, I, it's, I, it's I, there. I, I'm 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 happy about that, and I know that was kind of kind of teased beforehand. Um, the other thing I wanted to hit on, because um, you know, we, we got Spider Man that got more gameplay, like yeah. I said, uh, from software, <laughs> a VR game from them, okay, whatever. Yeah. Because um, 
Uh, earlier, I think one thing we forgot to mention was that From Software is working on uh, Shadows Die Twice. I can't remember exactly what that game is called, but yes, um, it's something Shadows Die yeah, Twice. But it, it just looks like a Dark Souls game, but in a veil of you know uh, Japanese and Asian culture and samurai culture, mm-hmm. very similar to um, Ghost of Tsushima. It kind of looks mm-hmm. like that. Obviously, it plays more like a Dark Souls game, so it's, right. it's more. But with into, jumping, but with time. yeah, with jumping and and you know you've got that mechanical arm that you can do things with, which which seems pretty cool. Um, but again, the the last thing I probably wanted to hit on and wanted to make sure that I mentioned is we got Death Stranding stuff. Yeah. Um, it's once again we're still confused. Yeah. Um, we're not. We don't really have much information. We got to see more characters and got a glimpse. They showed us stuff. Yeah. But we don't. We have know. no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's like the equivalent of somebody like showing you like the cards in their hand. Yeah. Like, like at a poker game. You know, if you have no idea what's going on, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, that's it, and it, that's essentially what this was. It was just a demo. We did get to see gameplay, which I'm, which was cool. Which I I use gameplay in quotes because it's like he was walking somewhere, and he was walking a lot, mm-hmm. and walking through rivers and climbing up mountains. But it was like nothing was really happening mm-hmm. um, except for at the end when he got kind of taken under by the monster, um, whatever that is, which they're invisible. Yeah, but then they're not invisible when that he's got that light thing on that like flashes. <laughs> Um, Your guess is good as mine. Yeah. That was. I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic and very intrigued by this game. Um, I don't want to really see it anymore until we know when it's coming out. Right. Just because I want this game to surprise me, mm-hmm. and I want to dive into the mystery behind this game, and I want to find out for myself. Right. Like for me, on a personal level, I'm worried because I'm worried that's going to be like journey, but without the point. Yeah. Like it's just going to be like you walk from point A to point B, and that is the game. Yeah. And it distracts you by having awesome graphics and cinematography so it's like oh it's an awesome game but it's like you don't do anything right you're just walking yeah i definitely there's no sense of motive yeah um well sorry you 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 can kind of see that there's motive in norman reedus's character but you just have no idea what it is right and what the purpose of him walking through these different like moist environments are i mean that is norman fetus pals with him and that's about it yeah that was all we know and we still have no idea what that baby is right why there's a baby why there's an incubator on him and you know what the thumbs up is for and but why he was sleeping he just taps on it's like oh hey man what's up yeah <laughs> let's get to work it's like I, I, I don't understand you know what what that game is but again i'm intrigued and mm-hmm. i i don't want to see more yet because i want to be able to experience it for myself mm-hmm. but what one thing i love is just like from a uh like announcement standpoint i love that it was like here's the trailer blah blah all right we're at the end and it's like just kidding we come back for another like five more minutes yeah. of gameplay and then it ends and we come back yeah, again so many teases like oh we're over nope we're not over nope. like when it ended i was like i was waiting just like okay yep, yep. okay we're done okay, okay. okay we're done because that was that was yeah. the very end wasn't yeah. it like they just cut straight back to the talk show dudes yeah i think it was that awkward transition back to them um and that's it again that's exactly how the whole press conference went it was mm-hmm. like do I need to still keep watching yeah. this? Like, are you going to show me something? Because we sat there for like 15 more minutes just like, are they done? Yeah. They didn't say they were done. Right. Like, is this it? Yeah. Because you don't watch E3. You know, props to the people that, that go out there and they, they present these things and they talk about them. But we don't go there for the people, yeah. typically. Especially in that kind of fashion where they're like having a talk show on the side. Except for the one guy who screamed out Howard. Yeah, except, except for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, we, we love our Pete Hines, we love our Todd Howards, we love our Phil Spencers, but, like, these other people, like, 
you need to show your games. Right. You need to focus on describing what your game is and getting me hyped for it, rather than showing the spectacle, you know, that surrounds your game. You know, I don't care about the displays walking into the studio. I don't care about you having some dude on a wooden flute play a tune while that's like, while grass is blowing in the background. Like those are the appetizers, not the focal points of the right. like conference. Yeah. Like that's on the words like, oh man, like we're walking to the conference, we see all these cool displays. I'm excited. And then you get there and they show off a bunch of awesome stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not like all right, we're gonna show off something and then awkwardly go to the next room. Yeah. We're going to have an intermission so we can move all these people mm -hmm. into another different room because we are so bougie that we got mm -hmm. all our stuff in two different places. That's, and like what you're saying too, it's like, I don't know who these people are and they don't really go out of their way to like show their importance. It's yeah. like, hi, we work for Sony <laughs> and we're here going to talk about yeah. Sony. And they're the worst transitions because they're yeah. like hard cut yeah. back to them. And he was just like sitting there smiling at the camera like really creepily. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, you all saw that and it was great. And it's like, Oh, dude. And there were some times where he was just like stone faced to the camera, and then he just awkwardly fake smiled, like his face just lit up as soon as the camera hit him. And I'm like, guys, I, well, did you rehearse this? Right. Or is this just like on the fly? Or do you have any idea what's going on? Um, just real lackluster. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was very let down and disappointed. Uh, probably the most out of any of these press conferences. Yeah. I just, I had high hopes. I had high hopes for bigger reveals um, and more. Uh, focus on indie games, mm -hmm. uh, crossplay, those kind of things that I feel like they needed. I even had a, a, like an inkling of hope for backwards compatibility at mm -hmm. some point, but they're just not focused on yeah, that. It's like because we wanted the you know 50 titles Microsoft press conference. Yeah. Like, what? All right, it's your turn, Sony. What do you got yeah. to throw back at them? And it's like we have five games, right? And a, about 30 minutes of dead time yeah. where nothing happens, right? And I. I don't want to get like you know we're already getting long-winded on Sony a little bit, but like I just want to hit on this last point that Sony is getting complacent with where they're at. Yeah, and they're getting lazy, and Xbox is going to catch up. Mm -hmm. I feel like it because we're going to have another scenario where PlayStation is going to go into the next generation and get behind mm -hmm. because they're doing this. Phil Spencer and Xbox have bought all these studios. They have great stuff coming on the horizon, mm -hmm. and they're setting themselves up for success in the future. And Sony is so focused on, well, we're already ahead two to one in the console sales. Yeah. Like, yeah, but what are you doing to keep that momentum? Because it's you like, know? I, I feel like we've talked about this like a couple episodes ago, but it's like, okay, because like, we were like, oh man, like PlayStation's got it going for them because they've got a war going from, like, Microsoft has nothing. And that was the past, and now we're looking at it now and what Microsoft has been doing with their time. Right. They have a, they announced fifty games yeah. and so much news and there's so many like first like triple A games coming out yeah. and PlayStation's awkwardly over there like twirling their thumbs like hey we got like yeah three right <laughs> yeah we got The Last of Us by the way did you know that game we sold we we showed you three years ago yeah. like you remember that we still got that it's like I just think from E three from this E three on forward like. Microsoft is set up for success. They've set themselves up for it, and PlayStation has done very little to make me have faith in what they've got coming. Mm -hmm. They've had some great successes in the past. They had God of War. They've had Horizon. They've had Detroit Become Human that just came out, which is really good. Um, That's but it. <laughs> what else? You know, what's coming? What's what's in the pipeline? You know, they got some good stuff coming, but what's after that? Yeah, it's like they have stuff that's coming, but they have no release date. They're just like, yeah. we're working on yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. Stop saying that. Yeah. Like, I... Tell us you're working on it once and then leave it. Right. Until you're ready to show us actual gameplay and give us a trailer, 
do the Bethesda thing. I was about to say, like, Bethesda. Yeah, <laughs> and just wait until you're ready to show it, and then show it. Everybody's going to have hype, especially with your, your, your franchises that you have. You have The Last of Us. You have God of War. You know, this Ghost of Tsushima, I think, really yeah. uh, showed that it's, it's a heavy hitter. Um, and you've got several other games that hold their weight, so... Just just wait till you're ready and show them, mm-hmm. and then build the hype then. Because I, I I just I don't like how early they're showing stuff and how early they did show stuff. So now you know we're gonna we're gonna get stuff that we already knew was was coming, and it's not a surprise anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. It, it's just kind of worn off a little bit. But Sony just I don't know. Just very disappointing. Yeah. I, I was just very let down by that. So last. But definitely not least, mm-hmm. Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct E3, whatever you want to call it, right. like presentation. Um, I know you're the the big Nintendo aficionado yeah. around here. You're the expert. Um, so what'd you think? So it super exciting for one because yeah. they announced like they they did everything on Super Smash Bros. It was like announced like so much about it. So that was super exciting. But like while I am excited about that and I'm super happy, it's still one thing where it's like. What happened to Metroid 4? And yes. Whereas everything else, like, is Smash the only thing you're working on? Because we got a little scared there that you weren't working on anything, and now we just realize that this is all you brought to the table. Right. Yeah, there's no Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm shocked at that. And as much as, like you said, I love Smash, and I, I'm, I'm happy with this, um, you, it's Ultimate Smash, so it's got all the yeah. stages, all the characters. That's great. Uh, Solid Snake's back. Yeah. Like, that's great. Uh, no Waluigi. There's some fun memes arising from that. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't because he's like a what? What's that? Like the assist trophies? Yeah. The, the, like the items that you get that you can throw down, and they have special like abilities, and whatnot. He's one of them, but he's not a character. Like, just get, Wario's there. Like, put him right beside Wario. You know, even if he's like, one of these uh, Echo characters, like they right. call him, that's like has the same move move set as somebody else. Like, I still want him in the game. I mm. think he deserves to be there, and everybody loves Waluigi. So why not put him in? But at least they added Ridley, which people have been asking did, for yeah. since, like, Brawl back in 2008. Yeah. That's confusing why it took him this long to put him in, but yeah. I know. I, I feel like that's something to, like, hey, sorry yeah. it took us so long, but here he is. <laughs> and he got his own amiibo, too. Yeah, which is awesome. It looks um, really cool. I love the fact that, like, because I was like, oh, man, who are they going to add to Smash? And it's like, they only added two new characters, Inkling and Ridley. Yeah. And they just brought back literally everyone who's ever been in Smash Bros. Yeah. in this game. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm fine with that. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Because I've, I've missed Ice Climbers. I miss Solid Snake. I miss yeah. like, all these characters. I miss Sheik and Zelda being one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, finally. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It, it's, I think, because we talked about it before E3, I think they're leaning into that we need to make this more like Melee and less like all the other games. Mm-hmm. Because Melee is the one that's beloved by everyone. Mm-hmm. It's it's played with the GameCube controller, which is going to have support yes. for that, which is great. And I think that's something that a lot of people have asked for, a lot of people wanted, because the GameCube controller is like the best definitive Smash Brothers controller mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think they did really good with bringing all the characters back. Mm-hmm. I just... It's kind of odd that it's not a new experience. Right. It's more like a definitive edition of Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is like, for me, on like a super fan level, super Nintendo fan yeah. level, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's one of those like, I have no quarrels right. with this at all. It's just one of those like, you couldn't add two more people though? Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand, you know, they're bringing everybody to it, but yeah, I, I think it's good. And I think, you know, the fact that we knew about Smash beforehand, um, it helps, you know, 
for its case you know create it's it, it we created hype already so now you're getting more hype and now you're you're showing off all these characters um and i, I think this game just has a lot going for it i think it's one of those solid franchises that's going to sell really well mm -hmm. everybody loves it everybody's going to buy this game that has a switch um just because it's one of those games that you have to have it's like mm -hmm. a must have of those first party titles um and i, I i'm excited yeah uh, i was like i was super excited because like although from like a you know, from presentation standpoint, I thought it was weird. I was like, oh, here's Smash Bros. And, like, they, like, stopped with the trailer and all that. I was like, okay, cool. We're moving on. Let's keep it trucking. Come on, Reggie. Let's do this. And then, like, let's go point by point with every character, yeah. every single character, yeah. to explain what has happened since yeah. the last time you saw them. I'm I, like, oh. Yeah. And then I was like, then the conference ended. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. They just spent the whole conference talking about Smash Bros. Yeah. I Now, Nintendo is... They're wanting to do more press conferences and the fact that they have their little mini Nintendo Directs every mm -hmm. now and again, so they're probably going to do more of that. But, like, yeah, I had those same feelings where it was like they were flying through everything else. Everything was so quick, and then you get to Smash Brothers, and then it's like it's the equivalent of, like, a spreadsheet of information. Mm -hmm. Like, they just listed everything that was going on in the game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, while cool, like, I don't know. Like, that was a lot of information. Yeah. It's weird that they spent all the press conference time on that. I wish they would have spent it a little bit more because when you're watching, they had that montage of indie games. Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't you just like take a few of those out and mm -hmm. explain them a little bit? Like, like Fighter Z was coming right, in there. and that like they just slid right over that. And I'm like, like, guys, that's a huge fighting franchise that's coming to Switch. Or like, I thought they were gonna do like a Bethesda like Fallout 76 with Microsoft type of deal yeah. where it's like you know. Uh, during Square Enix, Octopath Traveler was announced. I thought that during Nintendo, there was going to be like a full like yeah. session on it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. But then it's like, oh no, this is like yeah. it starts off and just like, hey, here's a, here's a Pokeball, and it yeah. can, you can yeah. use it as a real Pokeball. Yeah. Okay, let's get the Smash Bros. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the, yeah, the next the next ten topics were just like seconds. Yeah, you know, they just boom, 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 smash, and then it's like smash for 15, 20 minutes. Right, and then then it was over, and then they went to the treehouse, and then they're gonna play and demo all their games, which. Which it looked awesome. It gameplay did look wise. Cool. The gameplay wise, it looked just perfect. Everything, everything just worked. It looks solid. <laughs> it looks solid. There you go, Todd Howard. Um, I, I, I'm anxious to get my hands on this to see what controller works best for it. You know, whether it's the Pro controller, yeah, uh, the Joy Cons, uh, or the GameCube controller. For Which sure. is something that like maybe a question that I hope I wanted them to answer is like, can I play it with the sideways Joy Con? Like, it's not that big a deal if I can't, but I just want to know how many I should bring to the party. Right, yeah. Like, is everyone going to need their own controller? Yeah. Or not? Right. I Smash is usually the... I mean, well... Because there's a lot of combos. I was going to say, yeah, there's a lot of combos. There's a, lot, there's a, a, a deceptive amount of diversity within the character, mm -hmm. and their movesets are very deep, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that, but you may need a full controller. Yeah, because it's not like Mario Kart where you only need four buttons mm -hmm. and you're good to go. It's a racing game. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But it's like, this is Smash Bros. where combos need to land. There's, like, infinite numbers of moves and combos. So, yeah, yeah I just, just want to say just like, hey, Hey, hey Shiggy, can you come back yeah, out real quick? Yeah, can you can, yeah, can you just hit on this one last thing? Um, so other than Smash, uh, we did get a Mario Party announcement. We did, yeah. Which is cool, because I, I think a lot of people wanted Mario Party, mm -hmm. and I think that you have the Switch, which is a perfect setting for mm -hmm. Mario Party. Um, I thought it was cool that they were just like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, here it is. Here's Mario and the Party. fact that you can like, I don't really know what they were trying to do, but yeah. they had like the two slabs like just like joining them up together. I don't yeah. know if it makes like 
the map flow. I guess. I don't know what was going on, but... I was very confused, and I was like, well, how does that work? Is there a proximity sensor? Mm. Um, what else can you do with linking these two joy or uh, these two tablets together? Mm. You know, I, it, it was cool. Like, I think it's nice. I just hope it's not gimmicks only. Right. I hope it's like, let's have... Because the last couple Mario parties, because I think the last real Mario party that people really enjoyed was back on the GameCube. I don't remember what yeah. number that was. It was like 6, 7, and 8, I think, were all on GameCube. Yeah, and then uh, the ones since then have been very lackluster. People have just not enjoyed. The mini, mini games have been very uh, one-note and not very thorough in, in their construction. Um so I just hope that this is a good game, and I, I mm. hope I hope that's fun because I, I I'm itching for these party games that get everybody involved because the Switch is the perfect place for that. Like I said, it's like this is is where you have all your fun is yeah. having a bunch of friends around. And, yeah, and it's like like you said, the perfect console for this game. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, we got Fortnite, by the way. We did, which we played right before yeah. recording. Yeah, we played just before this. Uh, plays really well, like surprisingly. It does. The only uh, qualm we had, I think, equally is the fact yeah. that uh, in handheld mode, each, if they're in the distance, they're like two pixels tall, yeah. and you can't see them at yeah. all. They're very, very small, and somebody who has a sniper rifle has a very big advantage yeah. over somebody that has just an assault rifle, because even if you can tell where the shot's coming from, you cannot see them. Mm -hmm. It's like, is that a stick, or is that a person? Right. Like, I can't tell if that's a fence post or some other player out there that I need to be shooting at. Or it's like, uh, like, a person had like the bush suit but in the distance i was like what the heck is that <laughs> yeah. it's like a meatball running across the screen yeah i know it just looked like this giant like amorphous blob just i, I running thought it was the tank the from left for dead yeah. running down the hill <laughs> yeah just the cue the tank music but uh other than that i mean like like it played super yeah, well like controls are solid yeah man. they like carried over extremely well yeah. it's like if you played the other four nights like nothing's different you yeah. just pick it up and go mm -hmm. which is awesome yeah and i think the only other qualm outside of that is the fact that your epic account if you're playing on playstation does not carry over to yeah. nintendo and you can thank sony for that yeah because, that's not nintendo's fault yeah. and and epic games and and nintendo made it very clear in that agreement like if you fill it out if you fill out like the login information with your ps4 epic account it'll say this is not an issue that nintendo or epic can fix so there's throwing shades straight at Sony, like, hey, uh, Sony, can can you not be such mm -hmm. a jerk and just enable crossplay? Which like, I wonder if after this conference that Sony's going to be super petty and be like, no, yeah, yeah. keep your your ID. I don't get it. Like, Sony is that same way. They're that way about like remasters and backwards compatibility and all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. It it just seems like a dumb move, and it's unfortunate, especially for all those people. Now I'm not one of those. But who have like a massive amount of progression, right. who spent money on V Bucks, they don't have that on Switch mm -hmm. if they've played on PS4. If their Epic account is attached to PS4. If it's attached to Xbox One and PC, that's fine. But it's just, it's really sucks for those people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel bad for them because if you've spent money to level up your character, you're going to have to start from square one. And Although, just, playing earlier, I saw some like John Wicks running around. I'm like, yeah. dude, you already dropped like 15 bucks. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're already like that good at Fortnite. <laughs> but that's just the game that Fortnite is. Like, right. people dive in and they get addicted and play for hours and hours mm -hmm. on end. And it's like, people know our feelings about Fortnite, but for the first time, you and me were like, Oh man, I think we made a mistake. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I, I was like, "Oh man, it's, it's stupid. It's Fortnite." And yeah. I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, "Okay, well, when's it out? When can I play it?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll download it real quick." And I'm like, "Well, I'll just play one game." 
Yeah. Okay, I'm addicted. Seven yeah. hours later. Yeah, like, 20 games later. I'm like, I'm like, I'm all over it. I'm all in. Like, I love the fact that you can take it with me. This isn't the first portable Fortnite because they have it on mobile. Right. But the fact that you can play it with a controller and a dedicated game mm. console and take it on the go with you, play with your friends in the same vicinity. Mm. Easily um, the best way to do portable. Yes. Yeah, might even be the best way to play Fortnite, to be yeah. honest with you. Um just the portability, the accessibility between players, and the fact that you can mean you can sit across from each other and communicate without using voice mm -hmm. chat. Which, by the way, Epic and Fortnite have confirmed that you can use uh, voice chat within Fortnite on the Switch without using Nintendo's pr proprietary app or mm -hmm. whatever it's called, um, which is really really cool. But I, I mean, seriously, I, I I think this is a good get for Nintendo. I think a lot of people did see it coming. Yeah, but. It's just great. Like I just, I'm having a ton of fun. This was just like we saw a comment, and we're like, okay, Fortnite, and now it's here. We're like, oh shoot, I just yeah. dumped fifty hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, little warning from us: it does deplete your battery very quickly. Oh yeah. So you do need to be near an AC adapter or at a Starbucks where they have outlets. Mm -hmm. Some something. Take it with you. Have a battery pack because I think. I played a little over an hour last night, and it drained my battery about 50%. Yeah. Just in that hour or so, um, which is a lot mm -hmm. that it drained. But, again, it was totally worth it, and you just need to be better prepared. And I think we've, I've only played in handheld mode. Have yeah. you only played in handheld I've mode? I've only played in handheld mode. Okay. I don't really plan on playing it in anything other than handheld mode. Because I imagine be it's the you. exact same. Yeah. So It kind of defeats the purpose playing it docked. Right. You know? <laughs> like, the whole point of it coming to Switch is so you can take it to your favorite coffee shop or take yeah. it on the on the plane with you. Um or, you know, wherever you want to go. Um, so, out of that plethora of, like, indies that got um, shown just, like, back to back to back to back mm -hmm. to back that I just barely caught up with, um, Overcooked 2 is coming. Right. That's, that's cool. That's exciting. That's another Mario Party situation where it's, like, perfect for the Switch. Looks like they updated some stuff. I'm very Love that it's online that. capabilities. Yes, that's insanely... Uh, it's, an, it's an insanely popular game, and that's a great feature that they mm -hmm. added so that you don't have to be... You don't have to be with somebody to play... Um, like I said, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Captain Toad, Wasteland Two, Ark is coming, which I think Ark is a good get for them. Yeah, Ark is awesome um, for a portable console like that, especially a grindy exploration game like that. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I mean, outside of that, I thought Nintendo had a pretty good press conference. Yeah, I, again, I thought they focused a lot on Smash, mm -hmm. which is cool. But I wish they would focus some more on some of the other things that they. Those ones are like for. by all means is not at all a bad conference. Right, it's yeah. just like, yeah, but you have Bethesda yeah. and Microsoft. Right, two days they earlier, just killed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're hard to compare to. But uh, any any final thoughts? Anything anything else that stood out for you? Not really. I mean, no. if I if I start talking, I'm just gonna move back to yeah. Fallout 76 yeah. and ramble for another ten yeah. hours. <laughs> We'd like to thank Chad Clevenger, Jamie Vernoy, and Lisa Butters for supporting Hammered Down through Patreon. If you'd like to show your support for Hammered Down, head over to patreon.com slash hammereddownnet. Well, now it's awards time. Yeah. So <laughs> now we get to tell you who we kind of thought killed it at E3. Um, if you haven't already picked up, you know, we have some strong opinions on who did good yeah. and who did bad. Um, so we're going to give the award for best show and best game. Uh, so starting off with best show, uh, I think... I, it was very close yeah been picking this one but i think we both agree that microsoft had the best mm. show because like three. it was kind of weighed on like personal preference yeah. and like mm. as a technical standpoint yeah. and microsoft kind of hit 
both of those. Yeah. Like we're the thumbs that hit on everything we wanted, but like yeah. the sheer amount of information that Microsoft managed to crunch into their like yeah. hour and a half mm -hmm. time slot yeah. was amazing. Right. And their presentation skills and just like the enthusiasm and heart they had was awesome. Yeah, I mean all of that to, to echo all that. I mean I think I just think they did a fantastic job of reassuring people that they're ready to fix the problems that they've encountered with mm -hmm. the Xbox One. They're ready to, to remedy their first party problems. They even teased that they're working on their next console, right. which I you know kind of got a half right with my prediction that they're gonna reveal something, but they just kind of let everybody know like, hey, we're working on it. Like you stay tuned and then we'll have some news for you soon. But yeah, I mean, I think Bethesda also had a fantastic press conference. Taking all my fandom of them aside, mm -hmm. I still think that they had just a killer show um, with Fallout 76, uh, Rage 2, The Elder Scrolls having that focus as mm -hmm. well as all the other games that they revealed. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think Microsoft had just, like I said, the sheer amount of stuff that they showed, mm -hmm. the way it, the way it was shown was huge. Yeah. Like I thought that their, their demos were solid. They were crisp. They, the, the, um, the flow of the show felt really well. Mm -hmm. It felt really natural. Um, I just enjoyed myself from start to finish. Yeah. You know, they started with Halo and they ended with mm -hmm. Halo, which I thought was just a very smart move and on their like, part. Like I said earlier too, when we talked about it in full, it's like, they made me excited about games I have no interest in at all. Yeah. It's like, wow, you need really yeah. good like presentation skills if you want right. to do that. And that's like the world's best sales pitch yeah. is to make you care about something that you had no idea that you cared about, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so again, best show is Microsoft. Uh, wasn't hands down, but really close. Uh, Bethesda came a very close second, but mm -hmm. we were just really happy with what, they, what we saw from Microsoft. Um, but Bethesda did come in with the play with our best game, which yeah. is, if you haven't caught on at this point, it's Fallout 76. Yeah. Fallout 76 for sure. <sighs> It was close. Yeah. Another close one. I think there were a lot of good games shown this year. Um, I think this is going to be an unpopular opinion among the media just because most people think, well, it's Smash. It's Assassin's Creed right. Odyssey. They're those, I hate to call them that, but they're those critical pleaser games yeah. that are like, they're what we want. We as critics think these are good games, but like us as fans, like Fallout 76, I feel like did everything that it needed to. Mm. Todd Howard did everything that yeah. he needed to, to to sell us on that game. The presentation of the game, the concepts that he presented were just, it's just great. It's a great spinoff of the main Fallout series. Mm. And it's like, like what we were saying earlier, it's like he did so good at presenting it that he like put to rest all of the like, like initial big time words yeah. we had. And it's like, mm. cool, I, have, I can be excited about this game without being scared. And I don't have that long to wait either. It's, yeah. it's coming out in November. Yeah, it's very close. You know, November 14th is going to be a huge day for, mm -hmm. for Bethesda and everybody and, and Fallout. And, I mean, I'm very excited for that game. I think that they definitely solidify that it's going to be a good experience. You've got some single-player content. You've got multiplayer content. It's a like a light MMO where yeah. the fact that you've got dozens of people you're playing with. Um, again, like I said, it was a dream game for me because it was something that I've always wanted and now it's here and it's going to come out later this year mm -hmm. and it's got that awesome power armor edition. I can't yeah. believe I haven't mentioned it till now, but you've got the wearable um, power armor helmet, which yeah. is fantastic. You've got the map with the minifigures that you can put on it. I, I was excited about that. I'm yeah. like, man, I just want that. <laughs> it's very, very cool. I think it's sold out on Amazon already, but hopefully Jeez. they'll have more in stock at some point because um, I had my pre-order for the Pip-Boy edition. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I remember that. And then Walmart canceled my, my order because my card information changed and then I was like, well, can I just change my information? Like, no. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, so then I never got my hands on that, which I'm not too disappointed about because the Pip-Boy was kind of like 
just plastic. It was just it was super cheap. It was I, like really cheap. I had a friend who had one. It was like yeah. I felt like I was gonna break the thing. It was not like that cool. The box it came in was really cool because it looked like a container and whatnot. But again, Fallout seventy six just uh, just nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it, it's it's a different concept from a game that we've come to expect the same from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's a good thing and a bad thing. But this is such a different departure from Fallout mm-hmm. that I think that. I think this game's going to do really well, and I think it's going to bring some brand new stuff to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I guess, I mean, as we wrap up, do you have any any final thoughts? Any anything uh, big that stood out to you? That I mean, we I think we pretty much covered it all. But pretty much, yeah. I mean, like to sum it up, I mean, a lot of like excitement over things I wasn't expecting, and yeah. kind of disappointment over the things I was looking forward to. Yeah, because I expected Sony to show up, yeah. everything, and they ended up being the most mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah, it was. It, like inconsistent is mm-hmm. the word I would use. We had a a good day mm-hmm. of E3. Um, Nintendo had a decent press conference and a pretty good press conference, but Microsoft and Bethesda killed it on Saturday. And then when Sunday rolled around, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like these are not like great, you know. I, I will say it's like one of the first like E3s in a while that actually has me like excited about a bunch of games because every other time it's been like. Here's a trailer for a game that might happen eventually yeah. sometime down the road. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, every game's coming out in February. Here you go. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, cool. I, yeah. I can be excited. If you're not aware, if you're curious about any sort of game release date, just mark February 22nd, 2019 yeah. on the calendar. Because you're probably going to, you have about a 75% chance of getting right yeah. based on what we've seen. But, um, I mean, I guess that wraps up our, our discussion here. Um, there was a lot to unpack. Yeah. Obviously, E3 is a huge time of year, but um, it's... It's, it's a lot of fun just mm-hmm. watching these, these people come out and reveal these projects that they're putting their heart and soul into, you know, for better or for worse, you know, because, the, you know, we saw some really crappy conferences. We saw some people come out and just give some, like, really, I don't know. Half-hearted. Just half-hearted and lackluster presentations and uh, self-indulgent and kind of mm-hmm. arrogant with Ubisoft. Um but uh, I mean, I had fun. Did you, yeah. did you have fun watching everything? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just just wanted to make sure because I know that I, there's some real strong opinions out yeah. there from a lot of people, and it's just it's hard to it's hard to sometimes like not be so negative about stuff and be so critical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to kind of sit back and appreciate the show. Yeah, and it's like you know, while some of the shows may not have been like the flashers or whatever, we still got a ton of new stuff. Yeah. like from every conference, right. everything had its own new thing that it presented. So. Yeah, that's something I, I try to take away from. It's like no matter what the conference was or who presented it or how good or boring it was, yeah, there's awesome stuff coming. Yeah, and we've got stuff to look forward to for the the months to come, which is awesome. And I think that's all you can ask for as a gamer: is stuff to look forward to, so that your system, you know, has has stuff to play on. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's a wrap. Well, like I said, lots to unpack, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, tune in next time for the Hammerdown Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Hammerdown Podcast. You can watch our podcast on Facebook and YouTube or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. For all of our written articles and release date schedules, head over to blogger.com slash hammerdownnet. Also, be sure to follow us on your preferred social media platform at hammerdownnet. If you're interested in getting involved with Hammerdown, check out our newly updated Patreon page to see how you can help make our project better at patreon.com slash hammerdownnet. We also have a small merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash hammerdownnet. Thanks for listening and have a great day.